Welcome to Movies From Memory. Today we're going to try and recount the entire film of The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, entirely from memory. Hello movie friends, welcome back to Raiders of the Lost podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We're doing another episode of Movies from Memory, and we're going to do one of our favorite movies of all time, The Fellowship of the Ring. This is kind of like an excuse to go back to Lord of the Rings again, because we've done reviews, we've done trilogy reviews, we've done character breakdowns. (laughs) How else can we talk about Lord of the Rings? And we found a great time and a great way to do it, because we had an awesome episode, I think, when we did Interstellar recounting that entire thing from memory which was a lot of fun the fellowship of the ring is a bit more of a journey because this is a really long movie but it has a lot more characters a lot more scenes than interstellar so it's going to be pretty difficult i'm curious to see how this goes but i think we'll do a pretty good job but all right off the bat apologize if we get any pronunciations wrong there or will any be. characters yeah. wrong you know just doing all this from from your head is not going to be easy it's <laughs> going to take a lot of brain power so forgive us please don't leave us one star reviews if i pronounce arwen wrong or, or galadriel or Gal- <laughs> Galadriel. Which one is it, Jim? Galadriel. Which one is it? Are you hey, sure I, about I that? I know now. Are you sure? The Boston actually Galadriel. <laughs> it's still one of our biggest clips on TikTok. Would you say Galadriel? Oh, Every man. comment was Galadriel. Galadriel. <laughs> you just say Galadriel. Who are these fucking idiots? <laughs> but anyways, we, we love Lord of the Rings. As you all know, we're doing the Return of the King screening. In April, in April this month for uh, going back to theaters, yeah, the extended um, edition. I'm sure there are seats available. It's, it's most of the big chains are doing it on what the 18th and 19th, 13th and 19th, 13th and 19th for two nights, just those two nights. Just so those, get yeah. your tickets if we if you can. We got it. Ours. Might be sold out by now, so yeah. you better you better get on it. But before we get into the episode, how about we send it over to our good friend Ian McKellen to get some background on the film? Thank you, James, and hello, audience. This is imaginary synthetic Ian McKellen, otherwise known as Gandalf, reincarnated as a voice sent from above. Today I will tell you the story of the first film in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, The Fellowship of the Ring. The film was released in 2001 and directed by Peter Jackson. It starred Elijah Wood as Frodo Baggins, myself Ian McKellen as Gandalf, and Sean Astin as Samwise Gamgee. The budget for the film was $93 million, and it was worth every penny. The film was a massive success grossing over $870 million worldwide, winning four Academy Awards, including Best Cinematography and Best Visual Effects. Critics and audiences loved the film, giving it a 91% rating on Rotten Tomatoes and an 8.8 rating on IMDb. The story begins in the Shire, where Frodo Baggins inherits a ring from his uncle Bilbo, who has left the Shire for good. It is revealed that the ring is the One Ring, an ancient artifact of great power that once belonged to the Dark Lord Sauron and Frodo must leave the Shire with his loyal friend Samwise Gamgee to embark on a perilous journey to destroy the ring before Sauron can use it to conquer Middle-earth. Along the way, he is joined by a fellowship of other creatures, including myself, the wizard Gandalf, the dwarf Gimli, the elf Legolas, and the human Aragorn. Together, they face numerous obstacles and battles, including the Balrog, a demon of ancient times, and the armies of the evil wizard Saruman. I can't say I like Saruman very much. The film ends with the Fellowship splitting into factions, with Frodo and Sam continuing their journey alone, while the others face their own challenges in their quest to defeat Sauron and save Middle-earth. The cast was amazing as well. Elijah Wood brought a vulnerability to Frodo that made us all root for him. Sean Astin was a true friend to Frodo, and Ian McKellen was 
Well, I was pretty great myself. And that, my friends, is the story of the Fellowship of the Ring. It was a journey that captivated audiences around the world and set the stage for the epic adventure that followed. Back to you, James and Anthony, as I get beamed back into the multiverse. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Artificial Intelligence version Ian McKellen for breaking down Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring for us. All the facts and background info on the film. We a appreciate great, a great fan of the show. We appreciate. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, we're glad to have him part of this episode. Yeah, <laughs> a friend of ours, personal close friend of ours. In case you're wondering, that was powered by AI by Diffusible, our friends over there. So that's something fun we're going to start playing around with. We're going to have a lot more AI in this, which more. is really crazy. Yeah, for Anthony, we could just pretty much replace him entirely with AI <laughs> since he's a robot. No difference since he's a robot. No anyways, <laughs> thank you so much to Kai at Diffusible.ai, a friend of ours. So Diffusible is basically going to become a content creator AI support tool for us. They're going to help us write show notes, record audio, video clips, stuff like that. Plus, basically help us multiply our outputs without breaking our workflow. So we're super excited to just start putting in a little AI into our show for fun with movie characters, actors, actresses. We'll be able to do lots of cool stuff like this. So stay tuned for more AI on Raiders of the Lost podcast. (laughs) But how about we get into Lord of the Rings the Fellowship of the Ring. Let's do it. All right. It's, it opens up. New Line Cinema. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're good. New Line Cinema. New line cinema. It, it, it opens black screen with Galadriel speaking. She's like, <laughs> Gal- <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I said her name correctly. I was, ex- I, was I don't know. You're so, expecting me to get it wrong? <laughs> yeah. Listen, we're trying to do this, man. Let's take this seriously, okay? <laughs> opens up black screen. Galadriel's like something about... The earth or water, and then <laughs> what is it? Avatar? Can, no, no. Then I can I can smell it in the air, like something like that. Then title, uh, oh, new line, the Lord of the Rings logo. That, new that, line cinema, Peter Jackson. No, new line cinema was is that after? No, it's, it's before. Nah, yeah, it's before. Pretty sure. I'm pretty it's sure before. it goes title and then goes right into the stuff. No, no, Lord of the Rings is the last text you see. Before you see the first image, so oh, that's what I mean. You no, said yeah. you, no. were, you were just saying it's come after. No, I'm I'm saying it comes before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole time. Well, you already said it. You said yeah. it like three minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna say it again for? Because we started. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Lord of the Rings title, The Fellowship of the Ring, and then we go right into the rings. Right, right into it started with. It's not lava. It's um. It's the the forming of the rings. The forming of the rings, but not the one ring. Not yet. So it starts it's the with elves rings. The elves rings are first. We see, so. so we see. We see. Uh, what do you what do you call it? What the thing? It's like a little stone cauldron with melted metal in it. We see that in a fire. That's the first shot, I think. Yeah, I think that's the first shot. And then and the, it says they're three, pouring it in. And then three rings were given to the elves. Yeah. So we see a close up of their perfect hands. Perfect hands. Then Kate Blanchett, I think, is the first face we see. She's wearing one of the rings. She's, they're all just still standing there chilling. Yeah, but I think there's, <laughs> she gets her own shot, and then yeah. they're all just like holding the rings. And then then the dwarves get their rings. So it's seven or six. Seven dwarves. No, it's six. Six dwarves? Six, dwar- six rings for the dwarves. It's 23 in total, right? Yeah, so then it's it's three, six. In the, no, it's not tw- seven 21. Men. It's 21. Seven men. No, it's nine men. Nine men. Nine oh, men. yeah, you're right. Nine, nine men. men. So it goes three elves, six dwarves. The dwarves, what did they say? She says, uh, great craftsmen and builders of things. Of things. <laughs> and then nine to the race of men for their ambition or po- so, thirst for power. Thirst, thirst for yeah. power or something like that. Exceeds. I feel like it's more of like a positive trait. Not really. 
it it is it's kind of it's like a pro and con thing. Yeah, their thirst for power is what like what makes them. Yeah, and then they get it. So it's nine men get the rings. Oh yeah, right? nine men. And then, but no one knew about the final ring, the one ring to rule them all, forged by Sauron. And then it cuts to like Sauron, like <laughs> massive, like I look like Shredder. Shredder. We see him with his big hand. Oh yeah, his giant <laughs> hand. <laughs> He's like big uh, ass hand with the ring. He got engaged. He's like, <laughs> can you size this, please? <laughs> it's an Instagram photo. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Finally, <laughs> finally proposed. <laughs> <laughs> no wedding date yet set, but <laughs> where should we get married? Beach, Bali. Write <laughs> <laughs> in the comments. Wedding destinations. Getting wedding getting married at Miss Terrace. <laughs> First I gotta kill them all. <laughs> right next to the white tree. But um, then we so we get shots of like in the volcano at Mount Doom. There's like flames. Peter Jackson and the editor, they edited like flames like in like cut with Sauron's face. It's very mm-hmm. cool looking. He's very scary looking with that giant suit. And, and then it's the battle, right? Then we cut to um yeah we cut to the battle the battle, the battle for for Middle Earth yeah the first where it's, one it's the elves and the men fighting was it two thousand years ago or whatever how long ago it was where Isildur and um, Elrond Elrond are fighting together already struggling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> listen <laughs> I saw you you were like what the fuck is his name I've only been on for a half hour <laughs> all right coffee's hidden all right listen listen you're gonna have to bear with us everybody it's be a rough one bear with us all right this is not easy when was do. the last time you saw this by the way I want to say probably mid last year maybe same I but watched I it last year I don't, last fall. I, I don't know if I watched it in its entirety though I, I watched I watched the extended edition so that might throw me off all right, I've like, only seen the extended edition once, and I saw that years ago, so I'll be able to let you know if that's in or not. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 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 this guy. Anyways, so the battle for Middle-Earth of the armies. It's great. Of, they all just lift their blades up. <laughs> yeah. It's a great sequence because Peter Jackson lets you know like what you're in for in this movie. Yeah. Great battle sequence, and it's Isildur basically... His sword gets broken, Andriel gets broken. Well, first his father's killed by Sauron. Okay. Because the battle's going on, and then Sauron shows up with his, like, fucking giant weapon. He's just bashing, like, dozens of dudes each time he lands a blow. It's like a bunch of people go flying. So he is, like, a god amongst men in a way, his power level. And so he kills Isildur's father, and then Isildur's like, no! And then, then he goes after him. He goes him. after him, and uh, his sword, the Andriel, breaks, and then... There's with that one shard before Sauron's about to grab him and, and kill him, he cuts off the ring off his finger, cuts his finger off, and gets the ring himself. Yes. And, and Sauron dissolves into nothingness. He disappears, basically. And this is different from the book. It doesn't happen this way in the book, if I remember correctly. It's not like he, he's grabbing from her and cuts his ring off. There's quite a few things that are yeah, different. Yeah, I'm not sure it's even explained um, specifically how Sauron was physically defeated. I'm I not can't sure. remember. I read it a year ago. I can't remember what oh, you it did? was. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Did you watch did you read all of them? I read the first two. I gotta get the third one in. They're tough reads, man. It's a lot. It's very dense. You're in the shout in the Shire for like four hundred pages. It is a lot it's <laughs> like a lot pages. of Shire. You're like you're like, are they gonna leave? <laughs> <laughs> like when's the journey begin? <laughs> it's kinda like that. The Hobbit's kinda like that. You spend a lot of time in the they Shire. Haven't even started walking. Yeah, you spent a lot of time in the Shire. The well, Hobbit. different towns of the Shire that yeah. aren't even talked about and Tom yeah. Bombadil and everything like that. Yeah, but that's it's like it's Fucking any action gonna happen? <laughs> Where, <laughs> where's Aragorn? Some stuff happens. Where's Stry- yeah, yeah. Some stuff happens. Where's Strider? <laughs> but anyways, let's get back into uh, fellowship. So 
after Isildur gets the ring and it morphs down into a size that fits his hand in his finger perfectly. Now he's engaged. Him, <laughs> wedding season. Him and Elrond take it to the fires of Mount Doom to cast it into fire. And Elrond's like, cast it into the fire, Isildur! Destroy it! And Isildur turns to him with a smirk, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. And then this is the... <laughs> but I'm so the one the one little thing in all the movies the movies are perfection except for this one moment I think does Elrond like just let Isildur walk past him like go ahead bro yeah I guess but also you gotta determine Isildur is probably the greatest warrior alive so maybe Elrond wouldn't even is no point in even trying to fight him well, no, I think they'd probably be a good match against each other, but also Elrond probably doesn't want to be tempted himself with the ring. He doesn't want to. He probably doesn't want to touch it. That's a great point because Galadriel refuses to touch it. She doesn't yeah. want to be tempted. Gandalf doesn't want to be tempted. Can you imagine if Elrond, even two thousand years ago, he's still very if, powerful? So if he if he hacks down Isildur right there in the rings, there he's like, oh, and why I want the ring now? Exactly. So I think that's why he doesn't stop him or try to fight him to do it. That's a great point. I've, that's an excellent. Because point. if he got in the el- the hands of a powerful elf like Elrond, it'd be even worse. Yeah, yeah. It would be like a Sauron level kind of power. He'd be even more powerful yeah. and evil than Sauron. Because that's why Galadriel, obviously. Gal- <laughs> there, there, it is! there it is. There it is. Galadri- Galadriel. <laughs> Later on, when she gets very spooky. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, so Isildur refuses to throw it in the ring, and then we have some more voiceover from Galadriel talking about the greed of men or something like that. It's the montage of the the ring's journey for the next hundreds and of so years. so Isildur, it's different in the books, obviously, but in the movie... And also the extended edition is a little different too, but in yeah, the theatrical more. cut, Isildur is basically attacked and then he, he falls into the river, die, dies, and the yeah. ring just floats away because everyone's after him basically for the ring. There's like a, another two minutes before they get attacked in the woods. There's a uh, lot more. Yeah. Isildur, not a lot more, but a couple more. Yeah, scenes there's definitely more of his of his story after the battle. But let's stay the with ring. theatrical oh, cut. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so sure. the ring floats away until it finds itself at the bottom of a the lake, a river, of places. and found by the most unlikely of creatures, and then obviously found by Smeagol, who eventually show the quick transformations of him. Well, not transformations yet. I mean, the 
the shots of him in the cave, the silhouette basically of the ring of him, my precious stuff like that. Because we don't see Gollum's face until the second film. It's not until Ring the Return of the King where we see this transformation from yes. a Hobbit like yeah. creature slowly dissolving into this monstrosity of a being, and that's. We, we don't get that in this one. All we see are his eyes in, in like, the glowing of his eyes in the cave in this yeah, one. exactly. In the distance. And then, obviously, do we get back uh, Bilbo? And then the ring is picked up again. But, or maybe this is when they say the most unlikely of creatures, a hobbit yeah. from a shire named yeah, yeah. Bilbo Baggins. This is where Bilbo, they have uh, the young version of him, the younger version of him picking up the ring and pocketing it. And then... Going into yeah yeah so it was just in the caves and then Peter Jackson kind of just skipped around the the Hobbit storyline of how he got the ring oh he quite he skipped yeah. quite a bit <laughs> we, didn't, we don't see we just see Bilbo just like pick up the ring and that's it that's a bit that's more pretty, than skipping around it's much he, it he literally just like we're gonna say two things from the book <laughs> two shots okay now Bilbo has the that's ring that's all we need to do yeah. I think that was it was so well, it's not this story yeah yeah so there's that that's I mean they wouldn't have had time to for the opening. It's really perfect how it sets up the story. They had to fast track a lot of things. So Bilbo gets the ring, yeah. and then basically we're doing that trans- transition into the Shire, right? We get with Frodo's, the shot, Frodo's, the shot, yeah, that brilliant shot of the tracking shot of Frodo smoking a pipe leaning against the tree, right? Yeah, yeah in the in beautiful fields, and we get the beautiful Shire themes dun, beginning. Dun, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so we get one of the main themes of the film here after the rings theme. Gotcha. All right, so we're in the Shire. We're introducing the Shire, and also this is when Gandalf shows up because this S- is smoking that smoking that reefer he's, he's showing a, up. He's on that carriage <laughs> with the dirty ponies. looks, <laughs> and then Frodo comes by. You're late. A wizard is never early or late. He arrives exactly when he intends to. Nice, something like that. Great. And then he jumps and gives him a big hug. Gandalf, it's so nice to see you. Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf. Gandalf. <laughs> And then uh, we, the kids chase around, so we know that Gandalf has been visiting this town off and on again for years because everybody knows him. He's it, officially been labeled yeah. a disturber of the peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then, really? Then they set off the fireworks for the kids. It's very cute. It's very yeah. cute. But then we learn that uh, Gandalf and Bilbo, Frodo's uncle, are very old friends. They've been on adventures together. Bilbo's also in the middle of writing his novel. Well, actually, let's get a little more exposition because before he gets to Bilbo's uh, oh, door, yeah, yeah. Frodo's explaining to him that like it's his uh, big 111th birthday. And also, he's not accepting visitors. He's being weird. He's being weird. No one. He won't let. Any, he won't talk to anyone about what's going on. But he's planned this big party tonight for his birthday. He won't even let me play Fortnite with him. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's when, uh, when Gandalf knocks on the door, and Bilbo's like, "No visitors! No visitors! <laughs> <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> my El Ter- Gran Torino! <laughs> my Gran Torino!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow, really. Only 17 minutes in, this is going to be a fun one. It's crazy. Yeah, we barely even scratched the surface. But then we get a lot of the great practical filmmaking that's now famous for the films with Ian McKillen and, fuck, what's his fucking name? I can't remember. The guy who plays Bilbo, he's a great actor. I'll pull up a cast list. The cast yeah, list cast is okay. Sorry, sorry. He's a great actor. And lots of great force perspective. The sets are wonderful. The rounded archways of the doors and halls. No sharp edges at all. I really love the set design. It really is one of the... Major aspects that really allows the audience to feel immersed in this world. 
doing it all practically made all the difference in the world, and it made us connect with the world of the Shire. Made us, and this entire sequence gives us a a real deep emotional love for the Shire because Jackson does spend quite a lot of time here, about 20, 25 minutes at the Shire, and so when we leave it. We get a sense for who these characters are, where they came from, and the home that they're trying to protect. What they're fighting for. What they're fighting for! Ian Holm. Ian Holm, thank Also you. in the Ian fifth Holm. elements. Yeah. And so Gandalf's here that because was just the fifth element. he's here for the party, but also Bilbo is being a bit secretive to him as well, and he's explaining that he's going to leave the Shire for good. He's gone. He's going to leave everything to Frodo as well. And um, they're talking a little bit about Frodo, how adventurous he is and, and how clever he is. He's like, he's a Baggins! Like, so we learned that. We also learned that Frodo is his nephew, not his son or anything like that. He took him in. He's leaving all of his possessions to Frodo. And even Gandalf is like, even your ring. He's, he's like, yeah, yeah, my even ring. Even the ring. Even the ring. And Gandalf knows this is a powerful ring, but he doesn't know it's the one ring yet. Yeah. I, I actually seen comments online. Some people might are still confused about this. Obviously... I don't think anyone listening to this show is, but I've seen plenty of dis- discussions online about this, and Gandalf does not know this is the One Ring. He That's knows why he has he, the whole sequence yeah. where he goes to the library yeah. for, for ten minutes. <laughs> it's kind of confusing when you see people like come up with these. Like, are, did you watch the movie? He knows. He, like, I think they assume because he knows about the ring, it must be the ring. It's if you go back to the Hobbit. Bilbo used the ring. He found the ring during yeah. The Hobbit. He uses it in that entire journey. That's how Gandalf knows about the, the ring. He doesn't think anything of it besides it being this magical ring that makes him invisible, gives him some powers. That's yeah, there it. are rings here and there all over the world. There, there's some powerful does rings. He, does he use the invisibility in front of Gandalf in The Hobbit? I'm not sure he uses it in front of Gandalf. Actually, you're right. He uses Because then he's surprised at the party. Yeah. But he knows of the ring. He knows it's powerful. He knows it has magic. But he doesn't know it's the one ring. Exactly, exactly. That's why they have the scenes later on, which we'll get to in a little bit. And so they're preparing for the party. And what else happens? So basically that's all all they're talking about. We go to the party, yeah. Is he writing the book as well? So he's wor- he's working on his novel, but then we're gonna then we go to. But uh, Bilbo's also like, I need to get fresh air, base, or I need to get out there. I yeah, need yeah. adventure. I need to yeah. go back out there. I- I'm kind of cooped up here. I need to. That's why I'm leaving. And Bilbo is a celebrity at the Shire because of the adventures he's been on. He went on. He saved. He went. He went through extraordinary circumstances and situations, and so he's like the talk of the town. Everybody knows him. Everybody looks up to him. So his his party is a big thing. And I think we go right to the party with Merry and Pippin. Yeah, that's, that sounds the, <clears throat> about right. Going right to the we party. get introduced to a lot of characters. We get introduced to Samwise. He's like he's like stalking the girl he likes, just staring at her. <laughs> <laughs> Mary or something. <laughs> and then uh, if I was to marry a girl, <laughs> it'd be her. <laughs> the Merry and Pippin are, are goofballs. They start off the fireworks. It's just a whole big celebration. Everybody's there. We get a lot of big feet shots, so we get, <laughs> we get a sense for the, the community. Merry and Pippin set off the fireworks and the big dragon fireworks yeah, behind Gandalf's back, which is a lot. Yeah, it's, it's really a blast. The music's straight. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. It's fun, good times. And then it's time for Bilbo's big speech. Big speech. He's talking about how much he loves the Shire and then shutting them out. Then it gets a little awkward, and then he starts talking about how he's basically going to go away for a long time now. And then just secretly behind his back puts his ring on and disappears to everyone's shock, even Gandalf's shock. Yeah, I remember right. seeing that as a kid. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And everyone's like, oh, where'd he go? But Gandalf like knows something's up because Gandalf like knows that he became invisible from probably that ring. So then he goes up and meets him at his house because Bilbo, in, while invisible, stumbles back to his home, and this is how he's gonna basically f- 
Irish exit the Shire. Irish exit the Shire, and then Gandalf is like, just make sure you leave the ring, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great talk because, you know, you can tell how much Bilbo cares for the ring, but also he just wants to leave the Shire and go back on those great adventures like he used to have when he was younger. Oh, and also we got to talk about how when Gandalf sees Bilbo for the first time, he's like, you have an edge today. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a great hint at what the ring can do. And also we get a hint at the evil nature of the ring and how it can turn someone monstrous where Bilbo is when he and Gandalf are discussing giving Frodo the ring and Gandalf wants to take the ring from him to give it to Frodo and he just like turns into like a monstrous version of himself for a moment and screams at Gandalf well, he angrily. Doesn't, he doesn't become the monster no, no, yet, yeah, but angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not physically, but like the side of him is there buried underneath him. Deep down, because they're talking about the ring. Why should I give it? <laughs> Why should anyone else have it? Why shouldn't I keep it? <laughs> Something like that. And it's actually, it's a really great scene because you can see the the friendship they've built and how, how much they care about each other. I'm trying to help you. And Bill, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he thinks Gandalf's trying to take it yeah, from him. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And Bilbo tries to walk out the door finally, and then Gandalf's like, Bilbo, the ring. <laughs> <laughs> then Bilbo drops it, and we do this great, I mean, I, we talked about it in our episode where they magnetized the floor so that when the metal ring fell, it was a larger ring than actual for for perspective wise. Huge. So well, not that one. That's in the snow. But this this one's still a larger ring than what's normal. Not super big, but so when it lands, it just like doesn't bounce around because it, the floor was so magnetized. So great idea by Jackson and the team to be like, how do we show that this is something special and it's different from any other ring? Yes, and. Gandalf is left pondering the situation after Bilbo leaves, and then Frodo comes while Gandalf is there smoking in front of the fire, barely even notices Frodo walks into into the house, into the hobbit hole, and then they start talking about it, and then Gandalf's like, oh, oh, Frodo here, oh, well, and he's like, Bilbo's gone, he's like, yeah, yeah, Bilbo's gone, and he left you all of his possessions, and bags, bag's end, and also his ring, then he shows, he gives Frodo the ring, Frodo, he doesn't give it to him, he, Frodo picks it up himself. Gandalf. Okay, never, yeah, you're right. Gandalf never touches the Bilbo's ring. Bilbo's ring. Yeah, you're so right. Bill, uh, Frodo picks it up from the floor, and we get a sense that Frodo has known about the ring for a long time. He just knows that Bilbo has always carried it with him. It's probably something he's always wondered about, and probably been a mystery that Bilbo has never really divulged about, except for I'm sure he just passes it off. Oh, it's just a ring I found. I really like it. So I'm. It's Elijah Wood does a good job of of showcasing that, like. I know this ring really well, I and mean, it is a curious object to me, and now he's giving it to me. It's weird. And also, you're, this is a good point, because then Gandalf presents him with the envelope for Frodo to put in, then he immediately wax seals it, so Frodo, Gandalf never actually touches the ring with exactly. his own finger. He can't physically touch it, or else it will tempt him too much. You're right. So then he's like, all right, you're in charge of Bag's End, and here you are. Keep that, keep it secret, keep it safe. He doesn't tell him like how dangerous it could potentially be, but I believe this is also no. This is where this is where they get the they see the symbology. Are you sure? Well, because what happens after this then? Why else would Gandalf leave? He doesn't leave twice. So he so like, they say so um he Gandalf puts it into the fire with like the cast iron thing. Is this that scene? I believe it is because why else would Gandalf leave and come back? No, no, no? because. Why? Because th they don't know yet. So he puts in the envelope. Remember, when he comes back, he throws the envelope with the ring into the fire, and the envelope melts. That's what it is. 
Okay, so so he, all right, all so, right. So so he's curious about it. So then he goes, leaves to do his research. Yes, yes. So he's curious about it. He goes to do his research. They don't throw the ring into the fire yet. You're right. You're right. Because then we have Sam coming in later. So he they he just seals the envelope and then he leaves. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Yeah. I'm gonna go do some research because I'm curious about this ring. Okay, you're right. You're because right. it was the, Bilbo going invisible, which made him even more curious about the ring. He was yeah. always knew about it, but like I said, with the Hobbit, he never saw him go invisible. So now Gandalf, he's gonna spend 17 years researching, this. which turns into to a two-minute sequence of him going to the library, basically. So, okay. So I found this in the restricted section <laughs> for a bit of light reading. <laughs> we got it right. Okay, let's backtrack. You so, got it right. So Frodo puts the ring in the envelope. Gandalf wax seals it. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. I'm leaving. I'll be back in 17 years or <laughs> in movie time, two minutes. <laughs> and so basically, do we cut to... <clears throat> so Frodo is there... Do we have any sequences after that, or is it just Gandalf at the library? This is Gandalf talks to Saruman. Okay. He visits Saruman on a friendly visit to learn more about the rings. But he doesn't know that it is the ring. Exactly. Okay, so he goes to Saruman twice. So he goes to Isengard, and they have a friendly chat, and Saruman is set up as being a very powerful uh, wizard of good in, in this world. He, and he, they have a conversation. He greets him with open arms and everything. Does he yeah. bring up that the ring might be in the Shire? No, he doesn't. He, I mean, I think yes, yes, he does. Because he, this, he, is, this is how um, the ring rates ride out to the Shire. No, yeah. no, 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 they go because Gollum. of, because of Gollum. Gollum. I think that. Oh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> what do exactly do Gandalf and Saruman talk about? I think he's bringing up the ring. They're also talking about Sauron and how his power is rising. Yeah, and he says that line like, "You're. It's been hidden under. It, it's been hidden under your nose the whole time. Your love for the halflings has le- le- uh, leaf has blinded you." Yeah. I think he hasn't gone. He's in turn on Gandalf yet because he wants to use Gandalf to go get the ring mm-hmm. for him. So I think that's when Gandalf then, after he talks to Saruman goes to the library to, d- to learn if it actually is the one true ring. Or does does he leave Isengard on his own? Pretty so my sh- question, <clears throat> I think this is actually how it goes. I think that Gandalf goes to Isengard, tells him that the, it's the one ring after he already sent Frodo. No, no. No, he, he goes to Saruman twice. Uh-huh. Pretty sure. Because... <clears throat> Shit, <laughs> we're fucking up. <laughs> I think that's right. I think because he goes back. So my question is, <clears throat> so does Gandalf research, go back to the Shire, tell Frodo it's the ring and send him on his journey, then does he go to Isengard to tell Saruman about the ring, and then Saruman turns on him immediately? Because I, I think that Saruman turns on him immediately if I remember correctly. Okay, he doesn't go to Isengard twice, so he goes, so he's le- he gives the time, envelope yeah. with the ring and then leaves Frodo, goes to the libraries, where's that, Minas Tirith, and then understands where it is. Also, Gollum being tortured. This is where the, um, the ring wraiths hear the name a bag in Shire because yeah. now this is where he's Gollum's, being tortured in Mordor. Gollum's being yeah. tortured in Mordor. That's yeah. what it is. He screams Baggins' name, and then after learning that the ring might be the One Ring, Gandalf heads back to the Shire after the libraries, and this is where he barges into Baggins' end. He's like, "Give me the ring." He tosses it into the, yeah. the fireplace, and in a uh, ask. Gan- Does he touch it or no? He never touches it. He uses the cast iron poker 
takes it out of the fire and then places and places it in Frodo's hand. It's quite cool. And it's cool to the touch. Yeah. And then he he sits away, asks if if he sees anything, does anything appear on any writing? Yeah. And nothing happens. And Gandalf's like, Oh, thank God, man. That was that was a close <laughs> that would've been, one. That would be bad. Then all of a sudden, wait. Wait, then Elvish comes up on the ring yeah. from the fire. Glowing Elvish. And then Gandalf knows that this is the one ring. And that the wraiths are on horseback riding towards the Shire at this point. And so basically he's trying to explain to Frodo that this is the most dangerous, powerful object on Earth and that Sauron On Middle Earth. On Middle Earth. <laughs> in Middle Earth and Sauron is going to come after it basically. And so Frodo, out of fear, immediately starts to try to give it to Gandalf. And he says, don't tempt me, Frodo. (laughs) (laughs) He dims the lights and everything. Mm -hmm. It seems to become even taller. And this is where he tries to get, he gets more friendly and he apologizes basically. But he's like, you, this has to be something that you have to do. And I'm sorry that it's on your burden for you now to carry this one ring to a new town, basically. And then to- there was someone sneaking around, <laughs> listening. But also, no, before he's also like, oh man, hobbits are the most incredible creatures there. You never, I never become surprised at how yeah. amazing they are. Yeah, basically. Frodo's like, I'll take the ring to Rivendell. Yeah, no problem. Basically. And, yeah, no problem, pal. And then they're like, what is that noise? And then they pull Sam, he pulls Samwise out of the flower garden. What did you hear? Nothing, just about like an evil lord in the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. All right, we're, we're on the right. We fixed we're, it. We man. got it. We got we're it. good. We're good. <laughs> we got a little mixed up there first. So now Sorry. the plan is uh, these two are going to go to Rivendell with the ring to bring it to safety to Elrond. Rivendell. Rivendell. And then Gandalf himself is going to go to Isengard yes. to talk to Saruman. There's only one Isengard scene with Gandalf. Only, that's right. Only one. I, I don't know why I thought there were two. That would have been silly if there well, were it's two. A, yeah, it's, it's okay. We it's, it's a tough movie to do. It's, it's this. We're not perfect, man. We're, we're not, not robots. We're not AI like Gollum. Yeah, the AI would get this word. AI word. is making fun of us right now. <laughs> AI would recite the entire script. <laughs> now, now the ring rates are actually heading towards the Shire right now, so they're leaving just in time. Don't we get a shot of them like attacking a village? They they don't. I don't think they attack. They them. go through a village. They go they through kill a guy. Do they kill a guy? Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, like they just slash his throat or whatever. They're like, Baggins? Or maybe just they die. go he's like, he's like, ain't no Baggins is this way, that way. Shy, shy. <laughs> they, Thank you. <laughs> Glass of water. <laughs> Can I use your restroom? <laughs> <laughs> and so. Sam and Frodo are walking, and then we got to Gandalf goes to Isengard to talk to Saruman, and it's a friendly conversation at first. We well, he he gets there, and I uh, Saruman Saruman comes through the door, and at first he's like, "Is he gonna like kill Gandalf?" He's like, and then he's like, "Oh, embrace me, Fred," or stuff like that. Yeah. They hug, and we see Isengard is a beautiful place, lots of great nature, foliage, trees, flowers. It's a beautiful environment, which will be a contrast to what Saruman ends up do- doing to it. And they have a nice walk in the woods, and then they go into the tower. And Gandalf basically tells him, oh, yo, I found the ring of power. I gave it to Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to Rivendell. He's been in the Shire the whole time. He's yeah. been with Bilbo Baggins yeah. this whole time. And then Saruman's like, that hobbit's leaf has blinded you. <laughs> your love for the halfling's leaf has blinded you. <laughs> this whole time it's been under your nose in the Shire. Something and, like yeah. that. And Saruman, we, we learn very quickly, has been... Under, he's understood that Sar- Sauron's going to come back at some point. And he's basically already taken a sign to join him eventually. And then the ring Well, Gandalf re- first sees that he's been kind of tempted by dark magic because remember the, the orb, orb he yeah. sees is there. He's like, why do you have one of these here that's too dangerous? We don't know who has... The, they have not all been re- dis- reclaimed because yeah. they're missing. 
Yeah, Sauron's being very suspicious. And he touches it and he sees the eye of Sauron. Yeah, exactly. So we know that he's been communicating with Sauron for a long time now. And now the the reveal of the ring is the final step that Saruman needed to basically reveal who he really was and what side he was on. So this is when we have the terrific wizard He also says to Gandalf, like, we should join him. There's no point in fighting because yeah, yeah. he's going to take over the world. We might as well t- join him. Yeah, exactly. Excellent fight, though. This is really intense with the choir. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really intense and it's very min- great. very minimal CGI. Lots of wire work, lots of great practical stunt work. It's a very excellent fight, and we get and, a we get a sense of the different kinds of wizards there yeah. are. We have Gandalf, who's a gray wizard, then Sauron, the white wizard, who's much more powerful. Even though Gandalf puts up a good fight, ends up defeating Gandalf and sending him spinning upwards into the ceiling. It's, it's a great a, shot. Nothingness, and he's just flying up towards the ceiling, and then he just cuts. You're like, oh shit, did he get smashed? <laughs> what the fuck. Really, really terrific stuff. And then we cut to Sam and Frodo. And this is where Sam says they're walking through the the farm fields, and they're like, "The Sam's like this. If I take one more step, I'll I'll be the furthest I've ever been from home." And then Frodo's like, "Don't be a bitch, bro." <laughs> <laughs> like they have a, a couple of shots of them like cooking sausages one night. Probably, I think there's a shot of them <laughs> yeah, like yeah. cooking sausages under. This, yeah, under it's a, a montage. Tree. Yeah, yeah, a little it. montage. Of and travel. then they run into Merry and Pippin, yeah. who are running, who are from, running a from a farmer for stealing his carrots. And last week we stole the potatoes, <laughs> something like that. And <laughs> you want to miss a carrot? And then they all run together because they don't want to get killed by the farmer. And then they tumble down that hill, and they're all stuck. And then they find mushrooms. Like, oh, look at these mushrooms over here and everything. Yeah. And then Frodo. He's starting to sense things with the ring around Weird his neck. Vibes. Weird vibes. Weird vibes. So, I'm not feeling the vibe here, guys. Some sort of <laughs> atmospheric energy is coming from that direction. <laughs> Pull out your crystal and check it. Very negative stuff over there. <laughs> negative energy. <laughs> and then he's like, get off the road! <laughs> well, because, like, there's, there's something happening. I think we're seeing what he sees, and Peter Jackson does a great camera technique where it stretches the image. And I feel like that's what Frodo actually sees. Like, what? Like, the, the the road stretching, something's approaching. Like some, oh, okay, you know what I mean. It's kind of like Toby Spider sense in Spider Man. Exactly, the camera exactly. Like he sees something, and it's uh, it's basically a warning sign that wraiths are on their way, hunting the. Ring. Something's coming. He doesn't something's, know that. Wraiths. Yeah, he doesn't know. Oh, there are wraiths on their way. That's what I'm. I, I'm yeah. sensing giant black figures hooded with huge swords on black horses. I think that's what's coming this, <laughs> down this road. So then they all tumble down off the side of the road and hide underneath that tree trunk and those tree roots. And then we get the shots, the really scary shots of these wraiths with these massive horses, huge hooves. Just one. Yeah, the wraith. And and then he gets off the horse, heavy footsteps, clanking metal, suit of armor. And then he just peers out over the trunk and lets out that terrifying... <laughs> the screech of the wraiths that's just like, he's like communicating And or bugs something. crawl out of his sleeve. So gross. Yeah, it's creepy. Are they coming out of his sleeve or are they coming out of the ground because of his presence? I think they come out of his sleeve. Maybe both. I don't think it's like a Constantine bug figure. I think it's because he's touching the earth. Well, the it's not bugs. a bug figure. It's not what I'm saying. But no, I no, think but they're just like chilling in he there. Doesn't have like, I don't think he has maggots and stuff. I think it's because he's touching the ground. They start, I think you're right. They, yeah, they don't want to die, right. so they're, like, they're evacuating the earth. I don't know. I thought I remember a shot of like a creepy crawly coming out of his sleeve. Maybe I'm crazy. It could be either one. I yeah. think that's because he's touching the earth, from what I remember. And then it goes away, fortunately, as they keep quiet. The worst wraith ever. <laughs> and Mary and Pippin are like, what the fuck was that, bro? <laughs> What'd you get us into, man? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're on the run. So now they're on the run from, from the, the race in the woods. Great sequence of they're on foot, 
and the all through the forest, and the ring wraiths are trying to locate them, and they do locate them, and then the, they're on horseback chasing after the hobbits. Very scary scene. Also terrific lighting of the lots of mist, lots of backlighting for the moonlight. It's a really beautiful sequence. But then they make it to the river, and there's a dock that floats across the river, and three of them, Frodo, Mary, and Pippin, I mean, Sam, Mary, and Pippin make it onto the dock, but Frodo's a little lagging behind. And then he just as a wraith is like right behind him on horseback, about to get him. They're like, jump, Frodo, jump! Frodo! The wraith kills Frodo and the movie's over. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the wraith should invest in some bows and arrows. Bows and arrows would be good, yeah. Also, we learn, we gotta go back a little bit because before Gandalf sets Frodo and Samwise on their journey, he tells them to check in at the little pony. Under the name Underhill. Underhill. Is it the Little Pony, the tavern? Yeah, I think the Little Pony. Something, sort of, something Pony. Yeah. yeah. So we got we had to get that in because that's where they're going next. They're going to the next town to check in. I can't remember the name of the town, but I think that's the name of the tavern. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. But Frodo makes it onto the dock and they float away to the other side of the river. We learned that Wraiths don't like water. They don't like it at all. I think we also have to go back. I think there's a scene or two of Saruman at Isengard where... He start. He gives instructions to a goblin to start tearing down the trees. Yeah. And, st- and I think maybe he has a quick conversation with Sauron through the orb or something like that. Like he he whispers to him instructions. Build, build me an army, basically. Right? He says, build me an army, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they start tearing down the the Order forest. Me postmates. <laughs> Get me postmates. Starts tearing down the forest around Isengard. And burning all the trees. And, I mean, we learned that Saruman's been in league with the goblins and orcs for a while now. Like, they've probably just been communicating as well. Exactly. All right, so let's get back to... Because I think that happens while while they're this on is, the run yeah. earlier. Yeah, I think you're Or right. it could come in a little bit around. It's around this time in general. And so we're at the little pony. They get to the town, get through. They let them in through the front gate. And then... They go to the tavern. I think it's the little pony. It's the little pony. Oh, you I'm got it. I'm just making sure. You got it. <laughs> Whether it is or not, we're saying it. We're saying the little pony. And <laughs> they check in. He checks in as Mr. Underhill. And also, Frodo asks the bartender if Gandalf is there because Gandalf's supposed to meet them at this tavern. He's not. And they become very worried. And they just sit down and have some dinner and some beers and pints. And then Mary Pippin, Pippin's like, What is that? And Mary's like, It's a pint. They come in pints? They come in pints? <laughs> and there's some guy in the quarter just staring at them smoking a pipe and he's very mysterious in the dark and that man over there hasn't taken his eye off you this entire time frodo just keeps making eyes at him like who is this guy and he he looks like a villainous character and then there's a confusion when frodo goes up and gets crowded well first no well pippin is blabbering he's talking about baggins oh my frodo baggins over there my friend i know him and he's drunk and he's just spilling his mouth and then frodo goes to stop him Pippin, no! And then he falls gets pushed back, over. Pushed over. Yeah. The ring falls out of his hand. It falls perfectly on his finger. And he disappears. Best shot of the movie, I would say. One of them. And when he's falling in slow motion, and then the ring just like is in the foreground of the frame, falling towards his hand. Disappears to gasps from the bar patrons, as well as we get the kind of vision in the kind of new dimensional world that Frodo has entered, where he can see things a little differently. And But also the problem with this is it acts as sort of a homing beacon for the ring wraiths to be able to find him. And Sauron can see him. Yeah. I see. Oh, Baggins. <laughs> he disappears. But then also, 
And then he goes up into the bedroom, and this is where Strider is, right? Well, he, they asked the, bar, the bartender who that guy in the corner is. Yeah. They, they call him Strider. They call him Strider. And then, so, Strider encounters Frodo in the room, and he's like, that is no ordinary trinket you have there. And Vigo's just revealing. <laughs> nice. We're like, oh, it's Vigo! When, the first time I saw this, I thought I was a bad guy, too. I thought he was a yeah, villain coming a, after the ring. Yeah, they did a good job of, like, making the audience feel uneasy around him. And then... All the all the other hobbits show up and they're ready to fight with Strider and Strider's like, really, guys? <laughs> you cut your heads off with one swing. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> but then, uh, the Frodo takes a chance to trust him because Strider can help them. And then they they dupe the ring wraiths because the ring wraiths show up in the town and they go to the hotel room. Did they ask the uh, the clerk which room they rented? <laughs> <laughs> which room are they in? Probably. Well, I remember the bartender says, we have some nice hobbit-sized beds for you, yeah. so they must have, like, a hobbit This is a hobbit room? Yeah. <laughs> the, the hobbit wing. Because, like, the, did the raids try any other rooms? Wrong I'm surprised room. they can stand up in that room. They open a door, and there's, like, people may, having sex. Sorry. <laughs> can we watch? <laughs> <laughs> now there's xenomorphs. <laughs> But we get a great, great cross cutting where we think that uh, the hobbits are sleeping in their little hobbits' beds. Even Sam just like <laughs> rolls <laughs> <So> over. <laughs> by the way, they're like way too pleasantly comfortable for like knowing they're almost dead. I think that's just hobbits yeah. in general. They, I think they they, just, they love comforts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Simple pleasures. Simple pleasures. Simple food <laughs> and a good bed. They will just love it, man. Even if there's like giant they're being ring- they're being hunted by monsters and Sam's like chilling. Like, like I um, love this bed. What a what a lovely night. <laughs> <laughs> and then the race all they in unison lift up their swords. Bam, 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 bam. Just fe- feathers fly up into the air. Goose feathers. They tricked us. <laughs> <laughs> they were supposed to be here, Steve. <laughs> you said they were here. <laughs> what the hell, man? Sarah's gonna be so mad at us. <laughs> And I love how Strider and Let's then get in and out. They, just, they just watch out the window too. And Strider's just like casually smoking his pipe still. What are they? Former Erased. kings. They were once kings. Sauron. It's not the words. Like that. They like were that. once kings who, did they take the side of Sauron or? or how did, I, I can't remember how they became They were anyways. killed. No, they never died. No, but they were died. They were killed and he brought them back or something. They were, but they were kings of men. Yeah. Who had the rings. Yeah. They they were the ones who had the rings. So was the, that's their own rings. Yeah, they're the they're the ring the ring owners. bearers. Ring owners, not bearers. They own them rings. Well, a ring bearer is someone who carries a ring. No, no ring. Yeah, so ring bear. Frodo's a ring bearer, but they it's were, not his ring. Yeah, but they were ring bearers. I suppose you could call them that. Same thing, bro. I guess so. If you're carrying a ring, you're a ring bearer. No, but if you're wearing a ring, anyways, they were the ones that <laughs> were given the rings. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. What's happening next? Strider's so, like, I gotta get you to Rivendell. 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 Is it Rivendell? I'm pretty sure it's Rivendell, bro. Rivendell, not Rivendell. I think it's Riven, then D E L L. Let me double check. Yeah, but how's it pronounced? Is what I, th- I think it's pronounced Rivendell. Riven. Say just pronounced Rivendell. No, it's Rivendell. I know how it's spelled. I'm asking how it's pronounced. I think it's just that Boston accent's pronouncing Rivendell. It's Rivendell. 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 You say whatever you want, bro. Whatever. <laughs> We're going to get a one-star review of it. <laughs> so Strider takes the hobbits, and they start their journey to Rivendell. Yes. And then 
they the, like, and then I'm I'm thinking we maybe some cutscenes back to Isengard. I think to this see is the, when we go to Isengard's army getting see built. the construction, yeah. how how deep into the earth they've gone, and how the fire has just taken over. And Gandalf is on the roof. Okay, yeah, Gandalf's cool. trapped on the roof. We see, so we get the great. Oh yeah, we get the brilliant shots up. And we got it. We got it. It's too fun. But that great camera shot of the camera traveling through the mines that they've created, as well as underground, the the blades being blacksmithed by the orcs and goblins and created, as well as I'm not sure if the orcai have been born yet. Maybe they maybe. After not yet. Not later, yet. a little later on, but they're starting to build the army. They're building the weaponry, burning trees, burning trees, yeah. and creating just so much fire in, in caverns. And doesn't Saruman go on the roof to like taunt Gandalf? No, no. Maybe in the extended edition, not in the theatrical I cut. He, I think he talks to him in the extended edition on the roof. I think so too. But, but um, we do get Gandalf whispering to a, a bird that flies off, or a moth, it's a butterfly, a moth. moth or butterfly. It's, a moth. it's not a bird though. But also, I think we have also Isengard, I mean, Saruman standing on a balcony of Isengard watching this all be built. Yeah. Yes. That sounds Please, about yeah. right. He's pleased with himself. He's like, yeah, look at what. And, okay. That, then we go to Strider with the hobbits. But, and, no, but then, yeah, Gandalf blows the, the, the moth away, right? Yeah, he whispers, takes, he whispers to him. He catches him in his palm like this. He whispers to it, and then he releases it. Get me an Uber he driver. He doesn't blow it away. Like He's not like, <laughs> He just lets go. And it flies away into exactly. the sky. Yeah. And he's like super happy about it. He's like, bro, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm about to be Andy Dufresne with this bitch. <laughs> and then Strider with the Hobbits, they set up their campsite on that uh, mount, that hilltop. I can't remember what it's called with the uh, those stone hedges there, basically. And Strider's like, I'm going to bounce and we get some food for us. Try and catch like a deer or something. See you guys in a bit. But the Hobbits. Excuse me. The, the Hobbitses, while Frodo is sleeping. They start a fire to because they can't stop eating or thinking about food because they're dummies. So they, they start a fire. And Frodo wakes up. What are you doing? We've saved for, we've saved some for you, Mister Frodo. <laughs> such boneheads. So uh, Frodo puts it out, but then they hear in the distance. <laughs> so they run up to the top of that little mountain, that hillside, into those ruins, and they pull their swords. But also, does Gand Frodo doesn't have the sword yet? Doesn't have um, no. He doesn't. He doesn't have it. No. Not yet. That, no, he gives yeah, it to him in Rivendell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And so they have to. They get surrounded by the ring rates at the top of that ruins that hill, and they're about to all get killed. But then Strider comes to save. He's got the, the day. torch and a sword. Like so he, cool. He knows they don't like fire. Fights them off. However, Frodo gets stabbed by the blade of one of the ring rates. While he's wearing the ring, he gets stabbed. Notably. Oh, he does. He puts the ring on to disappear. Puts the ring on. And then because he gets cornered by that wraith, uh, and then he puts the ring on to try and escape and disappear, and then he learns that the wraiths can see while he's invisible, and then he gets stabbed by the blade. Strider fights them all away. They disappear. However, Frodo's wound is horrible because it's been done basically with black magic, basically because that's what's carrying the ring wraith's blade. It's just the dark evil inside the blade has poisoned Frodo, and it's not a it's not a wound that a mortal can heal. He it's needs, no mortal wound. He needs medicine from the elves. Basically, that's when he yeah. says we have to take them to Rivendell. Yeah, and we then, have to take him to Rivendell. Yeah, and then yeah, this is when Arwen shows up. Arwen, Arwen, <laughs> she doesn't show up yet. She they're, sneaks up on him in the woods as they're traveling. Yeah, like she doesn't show up at the at the ruins. So <clears throat> no, yeah, yeah. So they travel for a bit. 
and he's froze in bad shape, and then Arwen shows up and says, he falls off the horse, I think, and he's dying, and then Strider is, like, tending to him, and then she sneaks up on him and says, a, a ranger with his guard off gu- caught off guard. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Then we, were, then we see that these two know each other. We don't know the extent of their relationship, but then she is an elf, and she can help him. I must bring him to my father. Yes. So she takes Frodo. And starts riding. And Sam's like, what are you doing? Why is she, Why are you letting him take Frodo? Letting her take Frodo. <laughs> yeah, Sam's very protective. <laughs> he, he loves his Mr. Frodo. This is a great sequence, the chase sequence of Arwen carrying Frodo on horseback and then the ring rates catching up with them. Dun, dun, yeah, it's a great horseback. Dun, dun, yeah. dun. It's, it's, it's in the daytime, too, which is cool. And great chase Great scene. practical filmmaking. An excellent stunt sequence. Like these riders, these horse riders, like, because they're bobbing and weaving through the trees. And coming very close to each other, so I'm sure the the people riding these horses were just the experts of that they could like incredible horseback riders. The experts, the experts. We hear is experts. <laughs> and, and then, then Tyler's make, awesome as Arwen. Yeah, as well, she's too. she's perfectly cast. And then they reach that small little river, and then she's standing on one side of the river, and the wraiths are like, I don't know, should we? Yeah, we're gonna walk across it. And then she, if you want him, come and take come him. Come and claim him. Come and claim him. And then she, as they're walking gingerly across the water. <laughs> Don't get wet. Don't, don't get it out of my boots. Yuckies. I, Yucky these water. These are new boots. <laughs> new boot goofing. New boots. New, what's that? New, new boot, boot goofing. goofing. What is that? <laughs> it's from, it's a, well, it's a, it's a turn to a viral video meme, but it's Lieutenant Dangle from Reno 911. Uh-huh. He goes, he orders like o- genuine ostrich boots, and then one of the <laughs> segments is him going to pick the boots up. They're like these white, hilarious cowboy boots. Uh-huh. And he jumps out, he's like, Oh yeah, new boots, new boots. <laughs> new, nothing me, nothing going on. Just new boot goofing, new boot goofing. Ah, I remember that. Genuine one. ostrich. That, one. <laughs> that was a good show. We watched that every time. Yeah, we watched all that show. Anyways, so they got so some she casts she cast that spell, which sets off this huge thunderous wave of water, which washes away the rates. Water horses, water water horses. Yeah, it's a water horse spell and washes. Yeah, the ring rates away. Blastoise did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Frodo starts to succumb to his wounds, and he falls off the horse basically. And she's like, Frodo, hold on. And she hold like brushes on. his cheek. And then basically he wakes up in Rivendell, right? Yeah, he wakes up. He wakes there, up yeah. in Rivendell. And leaves the bed. Gandalf comes in, I think. Does he? Can't remember. Maybe someone does. Is it? I think he. I think Gandalf comes in and tells him what what happened. But see, yeah, it's either that and or then, Sam. And then he knows that he got the ring there safely. And so then, when he goes to the balcony to see Sam, he's like, "We did it." And this is where Frodo and Sam think about going back to the Shire. But also, Sam seems a little not disappointed, but also he's like underwhelmed because he throws like all you you wanted to see the elves, you finally got to see the elves, and Sam's like, yeah, I know, but I kind of just want to go home now because yeah. he misses the Shire, he misses that beer, <laughs> wants to see Mary, <laughs> and so basically now we have the Council of Elrond, Elrond where... and Gandalf are basically okay, yeah. taking over, yeah, but they chat a little bit, they're talking yeah. about the ring. And Elrond explains that, like, the, the ring cannot stay in Rivendell because the armies of Sauron are already at our gates, but we don't want to go to war right now. And Gandalf's trying to be like, bro, they're going to come here eventually at some point. you got to stand up and fight. But the plan is to – it has to be taken out of Rivendell, taken somewhere else. It needs to be, it needs to be taken to Mordor and destroyed. Is basically well, don't they, ha- don't they plan to bring it to uh, Galadriel first? No, I don't think so. That was, or is that just an accident when they get taken over by I, the elves? I think Elrond they get captured by elves. Yeah, Elrond is saying we need to destroy it. We need to sit. We okay, need you're to right. be cast into the into the pit of Mordor. 
to be okay. You're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. This then they get so ca- then captured they, by this, and then they call the council and cancel, yeah, cancel, <laughs> canceler. Can get the cancel going, canceler. Could you be there, counselor? Counselor. So they call the council, and a representative from each race shows up. Also, well, before then, we also have a scene between Arwen and Aragorn, don't yes. we? Is that after the council or before the council? I can't remember. I think it's like a goodbye. There is a scene. It's, a good, it's like a it goodbye might, kiss. Yeah, it might be a goodbye. I think it's after the council. Okay, but so the council, we have all these members of Middle-earth and representatives of specific races showing up. We have Legolas is there. Boromir is there. Gimli is there, as well as, obviously, Gandalf. And Frodo Aragorn. is summoned to the secret council. Yeah, so Frodo's there, and the other hobbits are, are spying on it. And so it's all these people are having this council about this ring and what to do, and they determine that it has to— Well, first, they're, they're I trying think to there's figure, a couple of people that don't volunteer that are also just chilling there. Yeah, probably. And they're trying to figure out how to destroy it. Then Gimli tries to go up and break it with his axe, which shatters his axe. And then the argument ensues between everybody— and Sean Bean, Bor- Boromir is trying to say like we should use it as a weapon. This yeah. is a gift to use against the Dark Lord. Yeah. We should wield it. Yeah. And all the fighting ensues, all the arguing. And, and he the- clearly wants to. He wants Gondor to control the ring. Yeah. You can see it in in, in his in his voice and in his eyes. Like his idea is Gondor can wield the ring. And you understand Boromir's perspective a lot though, because they've been fighting and dying, keeping the they live the, right the next enemies to of Mordor, Mordor at yeah. bay to protect everybody else. So yeah. they've been fighting these people, the, the orcs and goblins, for years now, and and shedding blood unlike get, everybody else. We get a flashback of uh, a sequence of one of these battles. With Faramir and Boromir and his and their father, and fighting and keeping the forces of Mordor at bay, there's a flashback in the extended edition. Okay, I was gonna say. So yeah. we see that they. That's a great great point that you mentioned. Like that's been happening for a long time now. So Gondor feels like we should have this since we're the ones who are really doing all the fighting right now. We're doing all the work, man. Y'all are just chilling. Yeah, exactly. So you you that, that Boromir is a great character. He's a very flawed individual, but he has good intentions for sure. Really, I mean, he doesn't want to take over the world or anything. He's, he's a good man. He wants to protect his people. Yeah, exactly. Really, even though he's not their true heir. Yeah. And the then throne. and then um the hobbits uh are revealed. Well not yet, no, no. no. Oh the yeah. Fighting yeah, yeah, yeah. And st- arguments yeah. ensues and they're all arguing. Yeah. Aragorn's like, oh Gandalf's like, oh here we go again. And then Frodo says I will do it. Oh also when Aragorn and Boromir first meet, Legless says this is the, the like basically reveals to Boromir the who heir. Aragorn is yeah. the true heir of Isildur. Yeah. Oh, the heir of Isildur, you fucking bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I ain't fucking bowing. I'm not fucking doing it. I'm fucking doing it. <laughs> I ain't fucking leaving. <laughs> and then Frodo volunteers to take the ring as everyone's fighting and arguing, and everyone silences, and he's like, "I shall take the ring." And then Gandalf is just like, "Man, this guy." He's like. Oh, he's like, I knew he was going to do that. I, I knew he was going to do that. Frodo. And then Aragorn volunteers his sword, Legolas his bow, Gimli his axe, Boromir volunteers, and then also Gandalf will go as well. Then the other hobbits come running in, and they're yeah. like, you, you can't leave without us. We're going too, basically. And Elrond's like, oh, even it's impossible, even though you can't separate can't you, separate you yeah. all, even though... One of you is summoned to a secret council. Yeah, exactly. So they're all it's listening in general. It's very cute. And so then it's established that this is going to be the Fellowship of the Ring. And Mary's like, we're like experts at 
stuff. <laughs> you need people with, uh, with like, he's, yeah, I can't remember what he says. It's of like funny. great intelligence. It's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all stand together in that group photo. The fellowship. <laughs> yeah, the group. It's Elrond, like a soccer team photo. Elrond takes a Polaroid. <laughs> <laughs> starts flaming. Fl- all right, all around. the tall ones in the back. <laughs> You should be known that, as the Fellowship of the Ring. It's a great meme because uh, it's turned into a meme of like dads taking their sons to like see something or like go to like a sporting event. It's, it just looks like it's a photo of them like at a sporting event or something. <laughs> the Hobbits. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and then this is when I, I think this is when Aragorn and Arwen say goodbye po- in yeah, the forest. On they have some bridge. sort of rela- some sort of uh, conversation. And this is also when I think this is when Arwen gives him. The necklace that yes, is her, basically yes. her heart. And she's also revealing to him, I believe, that she is going to refuse. She wants to not become immortal. She wants to become mortal to spend her life with Aragorn, which Aragorn thinks is like, you should not do that. He basically no. breaks up with her. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But also she gives him the necklace, which is her. It's her, her love, basically. But she, he, she tells him her plans on intending to not forego that. And she's basically butting heads with her father about it. The journey to, um, what's the place called where the elves go? I can't remember. Yeah. But it's where they become immortal. Even though she's lived for thousands of years, it's the next step to officially... It's not enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's not enough. Officially become immortal. This episode is sponsored by our great friends at MoviePosters.com. Be sure to use our promo code at their website to get 10% off your order today. They have a huge selection of pretty much every movie and TV show imaginable in their poster library, as well as all of the Lord of the Rings posters. So if you want to get some Middle Earth posters for your place, you got to do it at MoviePosters.com. They make great gifts for the movie lover in your life as well. So be sure to get your posters at MoviePosters.com and use our promo code Raiders10 to get 10% off your order today. After the council, we have that really important scene between Bilbo and Frodo, where Frodo goes to see Bilbo. I believe it's after the council, not before. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Bilbo is now really aged. It looks like he's 120, like he's supposed to be. I think it is after the council because yeah. he gives him the yeah, yeah. The so vest. yeah, let me yeah. yeah. And so Bilbo is very old. He's aged so much, and it shocks Frodo. And he gives him a couple gifts because he knows he's about to go on this journey on this fellowship. So he gives him the Elvish chain meal, the uh, mithril, and which is incredibly strong. It's virtually impenetrable. And rare. And also he gives him the sword that glows when orcs are around. I believe it's called Sting, right? Sting. Sting. So he gives him Sting as well, his sword that he used back when he was in The Hobbit. Back when I was in the movie The Hobbit, those movies, you, you would have loved it. <laughs> you know, I started this franchise. And he also notices the ring when he asks Frodo to try the mithril on. He sees the ring around his neck. He oh, goes, my old oh, ring. My old ring. Would really love to hold it one last time. And then Frodo is worried about it. And as Bilbo is reaching out. You, that's a great point. You can see that Frodo, even with someone he loves and knows so well, when they notice the ring, he's like, no, it's I, I feel like it's not so much he's worried about. He's like, he doesn't want anyone else to touch it. I think it's a little bit of both because then he sees as he's turning, he's pulling away from Bilbo, who's reaching Bilbo, goes, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Frodo's scared, but then Bilbo cowers out of shame of what he had just done. He's a great guy. He asks for forgiveness, basically. I'm sorry. I think as a kid, I didn't realize how good of a, a person Bilbo was because of this moment. And because he screamed at, at Gandalf in the first in the opening as well, 
So as a kid, I didn't because I didn't know the Hobbit story, and I didn't realize how good of a of a hop of of a person he was. And then the more times you watch this with more understanding, you realize the tragedy of Bilbo and what he's been dealing with all this time. That deep shame that he feels, you can yeah. tell. I think that is just such a big reveal of how how good of a person he actually is because he feels horrible for what he just did to Frodo, and I believe. He Furrow asks where he's going to next, and this is where Bilbo. I think he says, "I'm going to go with the elves." That's where I'm, where my next journey is going to take me. Yeah, he's just chilling with the elves until the end of, the, and then the, the end of Return of the King. He's just still there, and he goes with the elves. So I don't think he's left Rivendell. No, he, well, no, he he, go, he goes with the elves. Yeah, yeah, he goes on their journey with on, them. onto yeah. the after onto the next journey into the next life. No, he doesn't go all the way. Yeah, he does. No, because in Return of the King, he's still in Middle Earth. And then they go on the boat together. You know what I mean? Bilbo. Oh, because then Bilbo goes on the ship and then Fro's exactly. like, surprise, I'm going too. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Exactly. You're right. Thanks. And then um, I believe it's uh, I believe it's Elrond or Galadriel who like help him walk onto the ship. You're right. You're right. I'm so, sorry. So <clears throat> he's chilling with the elves. Hold on. So hold on. I'm actually, let's figure this out. Where is Bilbo when the all the elves make their journey across Middle Earth to go to the ship? stays in Rivendell. So when Gant, so then when we go back to Rivendell, and Ar- so when Arwen goes back to Rivendell to talk to Elrond because she saw the vision of her son, is Bilbo still there as well? I think he's just chilling. They just in don't, I'm, they pretty just sure don't show him. I'm pretty sure he stays in Rivendell. Yeah, I think I think that might be it because everyone else is pretty much mostly gone, except for maybe some. Maybe there's some forces left to protect the city, but I, I suppose Bilbo's still there, still there, and they just don't show him. Yeah. That's he's, that's he's just waiting, be yeah, because he's he's resting basically and waiting and waiting for the time to take that journey. He's playing Pokemon Yellow. <laughs> Takes forever to beat. <laughs> All right, so he's got his weapons galore, and now the journey basically begins. Right? Does Elrond see them off, or he says they have? A, he has one last talk with Gandalf, I believe. They just um start walking. And also, yeah, you're right. You're basically you're right. They start walking, and I forgot to mention earlier that. Frodo was like, but I don't, I don't know the way. And Gandalf's like, I do. <laughs> I'll so, take you. So, so what happens is Frodo's as the ring bearer is leading them out of the city, and then he's like unsure which direction to go, and then Gandalf like nods in a direct, doesn't he? Something like that. Yeah, he like he like points in a certain direction Maybe. or like nods, and then Frodo just then he Frodo like he's leading them when they first leave the city, but then like we get a montage of like basically it's Gandalf leading the way the whole time. Yeah, the journey has begun, and they're starting to walk towards to Mordor. At the same time, Saruman's forces are building. I believe now is when he starts to have them birth Urukai. Yeah, I believe this cute, is- cute little Urukai. Cute little Urukai. <laughs> Born from the earth out of these little gross bubbles, basically, and they tear them <laughs> apart. And these giant, massive Urukai. One gets one's the leader with the white the white palm print, yeah. I believe. And also, we forgot to talk about Gandalf's escape. Oh, Gandalf escaped! Oh my God! Yeah. Well, he, no, no. He explains this Frodo here at, at Rivendell how he escaped. He's You're like, right, yeah. So at Rivendell, I think before in the, the council, in the bedroom, in the before bedroom. the council, yeah. Frodo's like, "You weren't there. Why didn't you meet us?" He's like, "I'm sorry, I was delayed." And then we just get the flashback of him escaping the t- the top the roof of Isengard by jumping on the back of one of the eagles. The eagles, the eagles are coming. The eagles. Glad we got that in there. Excellent. Totally Excellent. forgot about that. So yeah. Saruman's army is getting fucking diesel and they're growing Ur- <laughs> they're growing Urukai. Urukai are the, like the most badass evil warriors. You got an Urukai sword right there. This is an authentic 
Urukai Sword, if you're watching online or on Spotify, on YouTube or on Spotify. It was made in Isengard. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm going to hold this the whole time. You should, yeah, because you had a cowboy hat. It is time. quite dangerous, but... So it's not it's not like very sharp, but... It's pretty sharp, You dude. could definitely... Like, if you have enough force, you could chop someone's head off. Dude, this is sharp to the touch. Yeah, but like, if you slide your finger across, you're not going to slice your yes, finger Yes, you open. would. I guess so. Dude, I'm touching it right now. And he even said, be careful, it's a sharp edge. Yeah, I guess. It's a real sword, dude. Yeah, but, but I'm saying it's not like sharpened like a sword. You want to try? It's I've held it. It's not like... it's not like, Bro, if I slid my finger up that, it would definitely slice. Don't slide, but just touch it. See? It's sharp, dude. It's sharp, but it's, I'm saying it's not like... It's not like the edge hasn't been sharpened to be as sharp as possible. You know what I mean? It's still it's sharp. Very thin it's a very thin edge. Could slice your finger. Yeah, absolutely you can. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, you're wrong. <laughs> that's the end of, that's the moral of the story. Is end, you're wrong. End of episode. You're, you're, Anthony's wrong. <laughs> All that shit he just talked is just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a real Urukai sword. It's heavy as fuck. It, dude, it, it's yeah. like 10 pounds. It's great. I like that sword. Iron works. Thanks, pal. Even has the, uh, it's the exact same design. It's so cool. Now, where were we? The journey has begun. The army Great. of Sauron, Saruman has Sorry. been growing. <laughs> the army, of, it's okay, man. People sneeze. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> then we get all the montages of them walking on mountaintops all over New Zealand. We get that, we get the hero shot. The great silhouette shot yeah, of silhouette them all shot. walking up the hills, the mountains. But we get the great silhouette, I mean, the great slow motion hero shot where they all take turns walking atop the hillside. Ain't slow motion, bro. Yeah, I guess it's not slow motion, it's, I guess. It's not. Yeah, but and then you get, you, it's just terrific shot. And it's like, <laughs> I saw someone's a meme of like, can you, uh, nobody can make, you can't make 12, 10 guys walking the most epic shot of all time is Peter Jackson <laughs> holding my beer. <laughs> Great helicopter cinematography as well, just like different aerial angles of them on their journey, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. then all, and so then they're in the woods, right? And this is where they get picked up by the elves of Lothlorien. No, that's after the fucking <laughs> ball Balrog. Is it after? <laughs> yeah, it's after Gandalf dies. You're, you're skipping Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> so first they were like, uh, they're making a campfire, and then Boromir is having fun with the hobbits, training them how to use swords and stuff. You're right. So they're they're still camping and stuff at this point in time. And so their plan is to go over the mountain. Exactly, go over the mountain. But and also, there's a shot of the crows that come. Yeah. So the they, they hide from the, so like they're, they're messing around, having fun with the hobbits, training them, and then the the crows show up and they all hide. <laughs> And then they're like, then Gandalf's like, they're like, we can't walk on foot in this direction. We have to take the mountains so that no, what, so that the birds won't see us. So then they make their way to the Misty Mountain. Not the, yeah, the Misty, the Misty Mount Mountains. Yeah, it's the Misty Mountains. The, the Misty Mountains. No, I didn't say it was wrong. I was laughing because I thought it was the Pokemon Mountains. <laughs> the Pokemon Mountains. Isn't there a mountain called the Misty Mountain? No, the character Misty. No, I know Misty. <laughs> The Misty Mountains. Yeah, Misty Mountains. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking idiot. I didn't say that. You thought it. No, I didn't. <laughs> you thought it. Uh -uh. <laughs> I thought it was just funny. It's, it's the Misty Mountains. And then, um, yeah, Google, just double check. Yeah. Yeah. Misty Mountains. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so then they journey up the mountains and it's heavy snowfall. There's feet and feet of snow 
And what's cool is we so get, many feet of snow. <laughs> we get this great <laughs> shot where we can see how elves are different, different because Legolas is so light on his feet that when he walks atop the snow, he doesn't sink into it, and everybody else is just like two feet deep in snow, like trying to walk through it. And he's like, "What's up, guys?" And that's the extended edition. No, that's in this one. The theatrical cut. It's in the theatrical cut. You sure? Yeah, hundred percent. Legolas is walking atop the snow without sinking into it. He says 100%. I believe. 100%. All right. No, no, 1,000%. Oh, whoa. 1,000%. 1,000%. Thousand 1,000%. Thousand thousand Book accurate, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then this is where we hear Saruman's voice, and this is like, Well, he doesn't he have some other way to see that they're on the mountain? He's just like on the roof of his tower, but he's look yeah, but he's also he knows that they're going for the mountain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He knows that. He knows Gandalf, Gandalf will go that direction. Okay, yeah. So Gandalf. So and, he, and I think Saruman's goal is for them to leave the mountain and go into the mines of Moria. I think he's assuming so. Since you're not taking the 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 land route, so what will you do next? Will you do the mountain pass yeah. or Moria? Exactly. You know what happened in Moria. You will. That'll be like a last resort. Exactly. You, you're too afraid to go to Moria, so he assumes he's going to the mountains. You knew what they uncovered. The dwarves in their greed. They and couldn't their stop digging. Yes, yes, yes. And so then he's cast the spell all over the Misty Mountains to cause eruptions, and then there's a the huge snowfall. Um, what do you call an avalanche that falls down? They nearly all fall off the mountainside. And then this is where everybody's like, can we get out of the fucking snow? <laughs> what the fuck, guys? And then Gandalf leaves the decision to the ring bear. Like, what's another option? And Gimli's like, we can use the mines of Moria. Like, my, we'll be welcome with a great, with my cousin arms. will open us with a great feast. Basically. Yeah. And, and Gandalf's afraid to you say know, what happened you there. You know what they awoken. He's afraid to tell them, but he tells, he says to the, to the fellowship, it's up to the ring bearer what path we choose next, whether it's to keep going through the snow up this mountain, which will surely probably die, or through Moria. And then Frodo says, we'll go through Moria. We'll go to the mines. Through the mines. And again, I was like, fuck. <laughs> and so they, have you, by the way, have you seen the map that someone made in comparison with uh, uh, America? And they actually traced out like how far Sam and Frodo's entire journey was. It's like set, it's like probably two thousand miles from like northern America all the way into Florida, and they also did Bilbo's journey, which is about half as long. It was from like the f same starting area to like north uh, the northeast, but it's just cool to see in perspective like how far they walked on foot. So I got right here, Sam and Frodo. They travel from just at the topmost part of the border of Florida, all the way to what looks like Wyoming. No, not that north. They go through kind of what is that? Colorado? Kentucky? No, not that west. Uh huh. Hold on. I'm so bad with American geography. <laughs> I am so bad with it. <laughs> I think it's um. Let me let me check. So the top of Florida, Minnesota, to Kansas, Kansas, in Nebraska area. Okay, gotcha. So that would be that's pretty far. It's probably about it's probably about two thousand miles. Yeah, on foot. And then Bilbo, he look. It looks like he goes from about. Colum like Ohio to the same area of like color of Kansas, gotcha. So pretty far, pretty pretty far. fucking far on pretty foot. Far. Yeah, like about two thousand miles on foot. Walking over, we're walking in circles. We've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> That's too it's because we've been here before. <laughs> All right, let's get back to so now they leave the, mountain. leave the mountain. They go to they get to the entrance of Moria. 
and Gandalf is having trouble unlocking the door. There's some sort of an incantation that he has to say to open the door. There's elvish speak elf friend front. and speak friends and you can enter. And then yeah. Frodo says, "What's the elvish word for friend?" Belloc. Belloc. But also, there's the lake right there. It's creepy. And then uh, a couple of hobbits saw like some ripples in in the surface. Like, oh, what's going on? I think Mary's like throwing rocks in there too. I believe I believe they Peter Jackson did a quick shot of some kind of like tentacle just for a moment to yeah. get the audience excited because they're throwing the rocks. It got it exactly. got that creature's attention. Yeah, and so Belloc opens the door, which lights up and stuff, and then. <clears throat> Once they start entering, then they get attacked by the, the uh, squid, giant squid. Is it just whatever it is? It's not a squid. It's just got tentacles. It's, it's like a, a Middle Earth squid. <laughs> <laughs> it's got big teeth and stuff. It's like a it's like a Middle Earth octopus squid monster. It's a giant tentacle monster. <laughs> because as soon as they get as soon as the door opens, they start walking in. Then it grabs Frodo, right, and yep. starts to pull Frodo, Frodo in. first. It's I wonder if it has a sense of Frodo because it really is interested in Frodo only. Maybe because it's maybe it's a creature of evil. And so maybe it, it senses the ring on him or Could something? Could be. So they chop off some tentacles, Legos throw some arrows in his Great face. Great fight. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. And then they get into the mines of Moria and seal the door shut. And well, it's the, pitch black. Yeah, it's, it, the whole door collapses. So they're trapped. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're completely trapped. And also before, I think when Gandalf's trying to open the door... Gimli's just talking about how awesome it's going to be in there. <laughs> it's, gonna be, it's fucking dope, bro. bro. Wait, we got buffets. We got freaking ramen. We got we got TiVo. We got pickleball. Dude, it's going to be <laughs> sick. You, you guys are going to love it, man. We got, TiVo. We got a couple of kegs of beer. <laughs> my, my, my cousin will welcome us with a grand feast, basically. Basically, they're going to be treated like kings when they enter. Yeah, but unfortunately, they, they immediately discover uh, old corpse so it's very bad sign. It's not until Gandalf lights his staff because it's just pitch black yeah. and, and they don't really know what's going on. Then they start to see the skeletons all around them. Exactly, yeah. And then Gimli freaks out and realizes, like, holy crap, is everybody dead? The arrow, who picks up? I think is it Legolas picks up the arrow or Aragorn and says, orcs. Orcs. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. I think it's Legolas who will... And so basically they're just wandering this deserted or just empty mine full of skeletons until they stumble upon this room which is well first of all they take a break and Frodo's like followed and Gandalf tells him there's a creature named Gollum following us um doesn't reveal too much about him he's very he was not much unlike a hobbit once Gandalf has been aware that Gollum's been following them the entire time did he say something about like pitying him Something like that, yeah. See, see, he reveals something that Frodo takes to heart um, when he first encounters Gollum. And then as they're exploring more, they come across that tomb of, I think it's his uncle's tomb and casket, basically. Oh, so Frodo knows of Gollum from Bilbo's stories. He knows, he's already well aware of him. That's gotcha. what it is. But he's, he doesn't obviously know Gollum at all. So they, and they, they stumble upon the tomb. And Gimli breaks down crying, basically, and they're trying to figure out what to do next and where which path to go. And then Pippin accidentally knocks oh over God. the skeleton and the chains, and it falls. Or is it like a bucket? It's Yeah, it's chains, bucket, bucket skeleton, armor. And it all falls down, just leaving a loud echo and with a loud bang. And then Gandalf says, full of a took, because he's a took. Uh, and he basically says you should have you should have fallen down that too. Like next you time, throw yourself over. Next time, rid yourself of a, of your stupidity and throw yourself down with it. 
<laughs> Something like that. That's, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's great. He's like, fucking kill yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If you think about it, it's pretty, pretty fucking fucked up to say. <laughs> Rid us of your stupidity. <laughs> Throw yourself in next time. <laughs> and then silence. Then all of a sudden, they start to hear screams and squeals. And the drums. Drums. Oh, and, my and God. Just, they know it's coming. Orcs. And then I think Frodo looks at his sword and it's glowing as well with orcs because orcs are coming. They seal the door up as best they can. Then arrows start to come through. And this is the first time we see the, the group fight together. We can see how incredible of a fighting force they are. Yeah, even Gandalf, he throws down this and then eventually... Yeah, he this, throws down for sure. The orcs and goblins start to storm the door. They take as many as they can. And then epic battle where they break through. Everyone's fighting for their lives. Also, I don't think that there's any music during the sequence. I don't think so either. I think so it's either. all just sound effects and it's sound design. And Could be. I think it's. I'm pretty sure that Howard Shore didn't score the sequence. The it's possible. fight. It's possible. Because because it makes all. I'm trying. I'm picturing like just really noticing sound effects and the design and impacts and screams and all that stuff. So I think they did a terrific job with this sequence. And we get a great glimpse of, like you said, how great of fighters they are. How great of a marksman Legolas is because he's shooting people through the small holes in the in the wood mm-hmm. of the door breakthrough and the battle commences and then all of a suddenly we all know the troll comes in there as well troll in the dungeon <laughs> oh wrong movie troll <laughs> don't you want to know <laughs> <laughs> and it's epic you know this troll is wreaking havoc on them fortunately no one dies although Frodo gets pierced by the troll with the spear everyone thinks he's gonna he collapses and dies they all start stabbing the the hell out of the troll. The hobbits get on top of its neck. Just the little spears. Just it going. takes the whole fucking crew. Yeah, they yeah. take them all. Unlike up. Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? Legolas gets on top and shoots like three arrows into its head, right? Into right? its skull, and then it slowly falls. And then yeah. it dies. And then they check on Frodo, and they re- and they tear his shirt off, and they re- and it reveals <laughs> the- <laughs> to check the wound, Anthony. <laughs> Let's get a look at this. <laughs> And the mithril protected him, and there was no piercing in his body. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. wh- who says it? Like, Aragorn says he's full of surprises, Mr. Baggins. Yeah, and then Gimli's... Everybody's shocked because they didn't know he had it on. Gimli's like, mithril? Yeah, it's so such a rare thing to have. So he's safe. Although, they hear more squeals and screams. I'm sure it hurts, though. Yeah, it, I'm sure it hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if a troll stabbed you with a spear, it's still gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on the run because more of the goblins and orcs are coming. They get to that huge fucking giant area with all the pillars. Really great design. Obviously, like if you're gonna have a, a city underground, there needs to be a strong foundation. So it's really cool to have all these pillars. I there. think before that, they get they go through some bridges as well as arrows are being shot at them too, right? That's after this, and that's then, during the Balrog, but right before the Balrog sequence. So this is yeah. They're getting arrow shot at them while they're running. No, because is the remember the staircase that they have to like lean forward to? Yeah. Is that after the that's Balrog? After, that, that's before the Balrog, but it's after they reveal the Balrog. Exactly. Yeah. So it's before they get to that open area because the open area is where they get swarmed and surrounded, no, no, and then no, the no. Balrog comes. No, 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 no. So it, the Balrog. Oh, the, op- <laughs> <said Balrog. laughs> yeah. the open area is before the the collapsing the breaking bridge. So open area. They get swarmed by hunt by thousands of goblins. Yeah, yeah. And then the Balrog reveals itself um, from a distance, and then all the goblins run away after it. Like just like. <laughs> 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 That's my Balrog. <laughs> 
And then they they continue on because they're freed up, and then they make it to that area with where they have to traverse the steps and bridges while they're getting arrow shot at them by goblins. So this open area is first with the pillars. Then ha- then the Balrog. So first of all, so they escape the open area. They make it to this this new area with all the staircases, arched areas in the background. Um, looks like lava on the bottom beneath them. And the big staircases, a few of the bridges. And while they're traversing this area, goblins keep firing arrows at them. And, there are, and the Fellowship is on the run from whatever monster is chasing them. They haven't seen it yet. And so Legolas... And Aragorn shoots some arrows at the goblins. Couple cool shots of that. And then they get to that big steps that breaks. And then we get the uh, Aragorn, and Aragorn Frodo. and Frodo leaning forward, trying to balance it. And then they lean it forward enough where it goes towards the, the rest of the steps and they're able to jump off of it. Gotcha. And then they're running some more. And then Yeah, then the they're Balrog. on the Yeah, then they're on that platform um walkway. And then the Balrog shows up. And then, okay, and then the bridge where Gandalf has the standoff with the Balrog. You shall not pass. You shall not pass. You shall not pass. (laughs) (laughs) This must be such a funny episode to listen to. I think it's better than the Interstellar one, honestly. I think it's better. <laughs> it's, so, it's so much funnier. Also, we're a bit all over the place. <laughs> we're doing a good job, I think. This is not easy to do. The, I know. I've seen this movie so many times, but The brain power involved is, is like difficult. off the charts, man. Yeah. And so, obviously, they make it across. Gandalf stays, uses his his magic to fend off the Balrog. Makes collapses that, like, the orb. bridge. Yeah. yeah, collapses the bridge. Yeah, the orb of defense, basically. Collapses the bridge. Balrog falls down. Gandalf walks... He thinks he's like, I'm, I'm all good. I'm That's the man. right, bitch. I'll cool the mind right now. <laughs> However, the rope grabs his lasso, basically grabs lasso, yeah. Gandalf's ankle, drags him down. And then before he gets pulled down, Gandalf! Jesus, my ears. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Gandalf! Run, you fools. Fly, you fools. Fly, you fools. Jeez, get it fucking right, Sorry, man. It's, a, it's, a big, it's a big debate. It's a famous line, though. But it's a big debate. Fly, you fools. Run, you fools. Fly, you fools. It's fly, you fools. But then people think, like, is he telling them to fly with the eagles? But he's actually not. No, it's, people I know, over- I'm saying what people, people think. People overthink shit so much, man. So much. He says, fly, you fools. He's not saying fly on eagles. He's just saying, get out of here, bro. Fools. Yeah. Gandalf fall, falls down. Incredible shot. It's terrific. leads to a great opening of two towers. Also, the Balrog is just really scary and terrific design. For, it's like a demon monster. Um, I, but I like how he has like weapons, you know, it's, it's not just like a monster. It's got like, it's got like a sword. He's got like, I got him right here. Actually. Doesn't he speak? Doesn't he say wizard or something like that? Something. I think he does. I think he speaks. It's great design. I love it. And then like the interior of his mouth is like glowing from the flames. This lights up actually. I'm holding up this, this piece that we got. Um, and it does glow up. It's really cool. Especially at night in the, in the dark, it's all the orange glows up. It's actually Anthony's nightlight. It helps me sleep. <laughs> I always need a Balrog near me. <laughs> a Balrag. Ball, well, for you, you need a Balrog. Balrag. I remember you said Balrag in our Lord of the Rings review. You got destroyed for it. <laughs> Balrag. <laughs> Gandalf's Balrag. Gandalf versus the Balrag. <laughs> All right. Anyways, they leave. Uh, Frodo's pulled away because he's very in emotional. Very emotional. Intense. The music is, is emotional as well. 
and they escape the caves basically in the mountain and they're outside in the daylight and they're all like very sad. They're mourning and then Aragorn's like, we gotta get going. And then Boromir's, give them a moment. <laughs> Aragorn's like, shut up, we're going. <laughs> Start back to like bitches. <laughs> I didn't <even> like Gandalf. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> he didn't even know where we were going, man. He's making it up as we went along. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. That's yeah, pretty yeah. much line for line. Yeah, line, line, line for line. <laughs> Line for line. <laughs> and then now we now exact- we're in the woods. Yeah, you like skip the whole movie. I skipped, I skipped You're like they hour. leave Rivendell and they see elves again. <laughs> Rivendell, get it right. They leave Rivendell and then they go to the elves again. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, then they're in they're like mortar. Anyways, mortar and they kill the they destroy up. the ring. Shut up. <laughs> Listen, shut your mouth. Shut your face. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. So they're in the woods. On their journey, then they get overtaken by other elves that aren't part of Legacy. I mean, Legacy. It's daytime, by the way. <laughs> Is it daytime? Yeah, it's daytime. It's nighttime. it's nighttime when they get there. Gotcha. And they're taken to Lothlorien. We could hear the dwarf breathing from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> the Lady of the Forest, right? Yep, Lady of the Forest. That's who they call her. Or Lady of the Woods? Lady, Lady of the, the Woods, Lady of the Forest. One of those. And <laughs> it's a really beautiful uh, yeah. city in the woods that the elves have here, Lothlorien. And. It sort of kind of reminds me of what they did with Avatar. It seems like they took inspiration from this film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With the, the glowing nature and, and the spirituality of, of, of... And the structural design. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Walking and up the trees, the light glowing everywhere. This is one of my favorite themes from, from the score as well. It's great choir work. Um, yeah, exactly. It's a great... It ends up being like the elvish themes for all the films. But um, there's a great... Because we listen to those uh, <laughs> <laughs> ambient world on you on YouTube, they make great like four hour versions of like a few tracks from a film, and there's a Lothlorien track, and I love it. It's terrific. It's four hours of that. It's very calming. It's it's great music to listen to while you're doing homework, writing, doing something constructive, anything. And, and this is one of my favorite versions of that. I agree. Ambient Howard world. Howard Short. This is why I think that this might be the greatest score ever made because, I mean. You have the great Lord of the Rings theme that everybody knows. But there's so many other incredible themes. Wasn't that accurate? Shut <laughs> up! I am tone deaf. I'm not a musician. God. That's that's way off. What wait, the fuck is wait, wrong with you? <laughs> that was terrible. What was that? You give me shit. But um. Because there's so many, <laughs> as I'm holding a sword up, there's so many other great pieces of music in the score. It's, I think it's undeniable that this is probably the greatest score ever written for a film. Even the it, first movie. Yeah, I, I'm saying the first one in particular, because the other great, the other scores are great, and obviously Howard Shore won for Return of the King, but I think that was just like a given. I do think Lord of the Rings Fellowship, the ring, is a better score all around. Oh, yeah, and then just the themes of Isengard and the yeah. Urukai. Yeah. It's pretty epic. There's so much bum, to bum, it. Bum, 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 there's so bum. much to it, yeah. It's pretty incredible. All right, so Lothlorien, they meet Galadriel, Lady of the Forest. <laughs> you say it. You say it differently every time. Galadriel, just like Galadriel. Rings of Power. Galadriel. Every character says it differently. Galadriel. In the show. Galadriel. <laughs> Galadriel. <laughs> yeah. Some people roll that R. And some people. Galadriel. Don't. Galadriel. She, Galadriel. <laughs> <laughs> they took notes from you. Every character like doesn't even know how to say the fucking name. <laughs> I think the showrunners are like, yeah, whatever, dude. Whatever. Close enough. Whatever. <laughs> but it's Galadriel. Galadriel. 
And also her husband is there as well. And we're getting a little bit of exposition about what the ring is as well as their getting some refuge. But also she, we see she enters the minds of every person there. She can read their thoughts she, yeah. and speaks to Frodo specifically. Yeah. But she shows them, uh, I think she shows them all some visions. That's the that's the, uh, the extended book. edition. Extended. Okay, but but essentially, because we see Boromir does have that conversation later on where like he, she said this to me in my head. They're, they're, so we imply, even though we see her... Peter Jackson only shows the relationship between Frodo and Galadriel as she's entering his mind. She did it to everybody. Yeah. It's like while they're all talking, Galadriel yeah. just looks at Frodo and starts speaking to him. Exactly, yeah. In his mind. Yeah. It's terrific. And I, Kate Blanchett, perfect casting. This is before she was really a, a widely known actor. She was in Elizabeth uh, the year before this. So she was had a budding career. But I think casting Kate Blanchett was so important not for just for Galadriel, but for being the voice of the film, opening it up with the montage and having her do the narration because she has such a remarkable voice, so much control as an actor and a performer, where I think that her voice, when you hear in the first five minutes, really helped set the stage for the film. Yeah, I think she might be the best working actor right now. She's definitely one of them of all time. She's really incredible. Yeah, for sure. And we also get the sequence of... I think what Frodo he can't sleep, and he's kind of like, or gets invited by her to speak. She follows him. Uh, yeah, I think he goes are, down to the. I think the others are asleep, and he yeah, can't sleep. He goes to that that uh, water fountain, the yeah, water fountain. basin, and then she goes to him, like basically walked with him there, or and, she, or she was already there. Either one, whatever. And this is where Frodo kind of offers her the ring. Like, what if you took the ring? And she kind of showed the form and the pre of that she would take if she yeah. took the ring and became an evil and more powerful than Sauron. 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 She I passed the test. But you did skip ahead. Galadriel shows Frodo what could happen if they failed. And so he saw Middle Earth enslaved by Sauron, Sauron and his armies. Sauron. <laughs> Sauron. <laughs> Sauron is going to take over the world. <laughs> Middle Earth is done. <laughs> I have a belly button. I have a belly button. <laughs> so he sees himself and the others enslaved, uh, working force. <laughs> Sauron. <laughs> I don't know why I said I. I don't know why I phrased it as working for Sauron. I think this is also extended edition. No, she should. This is the regular cut. She shows what will happen if he fails. No, I'm not Frodo working for Sauron. They're slaves in the in the vision. Yeah, it's in the it's in the regular cut. Hundred percent, a thousand percent, thousand percent, thousand percent. Trust me. Someone fact check. Source. Trust me, bro. Trust me, bro. <laughs> it's in. It's just a couple quick shots of. Frodo and the other hobbits, they're chained up and they're like working in a mine. Just a couple of things. And then the world has fallen to darkness. Cool. Yeah. It's, I got it's, you. It's, he sees that. It's just like 10 seconds, but we see it. If you fail, you'll, so, should yeah. you fail. Okay. And basically, they're ending their time at Lothlorien. They're going back on their journey. And I think the extended edition, they show more of the gifts that everybody throws yeah. upon them. But we really just see what. She gives Frodo, which is that l the light of the 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 light of the star, the brightest star in the sky, 
and it's will guide you when you're it's in basically dark places. A flashlight. <laughs> it's a Middle Earth flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> you shake it. <laughs> it's a glow stick. <laughs> Just snap it and shake it. <laughs> Keep it in the freezer. I don't but know only what. use it once, Frodo, because you can't use it again. Remember if you like put your glow stick in the freezer, it lasted longer. Yeah, it would like repair. Would it really though? It, it I think of, that was a myth. It would still be really dim. Was that did that really work? I think science like backed it up. Remember, didn't we put batteries in the freezer too? <laughs> the same kind of thing. We would put batteries in the freezer to make to get, them to get more juice. To out get of more it. juice out of it. Probably BS. Because we were like playing so much Game Boy with Pokemon. I think we were just like trying to get milk every ounce of energy out of each Actually, battery. Actually, it would work. You'd get like yeah. another fifteen minutes of yeah. juice. You, we would put them in the freezer. hundred percent. I remember. That's right. I remember putting cold batteries in my Game Boy yeah, Color. Yeah, batteries and glow sticks in the freezer, guys. The 90s was weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all got cancer from it. <laughs> from putting batteries and glow sticks in our near our food. Well, we weren't, yeah, near the food, yeah. That's, that's, that's not good. <laughs> it's probably not smart. I mean, you can't even throw batteries out. <laughs> Trash. We're putting it in our freezer. Well, nobody's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never taken a battery to the place where you're supposed to dispose of them. How dare you? I do it every time. <laughs> all right, where is it? It's it's near Target. <laughs> what is it? It's some guy in the back of the, <laughs> of the building. We're not talking about where you get laid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, now they're off on their journey from Lothorian. Lothorian. And basically, this is when they they take the boats. Yes, they get the little canoes. The canoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's funny to call them canoes? I don't know why they take their boats down the river. They're traveling a little more, a little faster. But then they get attacked by arrows, right? No, no, they camp out, bro. Yeah. So while they're traveling, so it's actually. They have quite a bit of peace before they get attacked. So they're going down the rivers, and then it's cross-cut with the Urukai on foot chasing them on their scent. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, exactly. So they're... And also Saruman, like, gives that guy the, the charge and the, and yeah, the commands. Yeah, exactly. he, he says, he says, bring me... Bring me the halflings alive. Yeah. So they know that they can't hurt the halflings, but kill everybody else. And so this is where we get the great shot of them on the boats on the river, and they traverse past those giant statues, those huge structures of the men, and their feet, their stone feet are like way bigger than the boats. It's terrific Yeah, you shot. see how big their ankles are. <laughs> their knees, massive. <laughs> like, so much bigger than the boats. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't prep. <laughs> their, feet, their feet are so big. So much bigger than the boats. But a great shot, though. Great shot. I can't remember exactly what they are. Aragorn describes it. But it's like they're the heirs. They're they're basically the the kings of the past. Yeah, something like that. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds good. That's what, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's, the structures are hundreds of feet tall, super tall. So they pass through that. Then they make camp nearby. Yeah, on yeah, the okay. river on the riverbed. Gotcha. They make camp, and then like gathering wood and stuff, and then just chilling, smoking, eating. You know. And that's when they all kind of go their separate ways. Some people are gathering wood, mm -hmm. and Frodo is. Everybody's like, "Where's Frodo?" Approach, and then they notice Boromir is gone as well. Yeah. And Boromir has found Frodo and is basically talking to him, trying to reason with them to give, 
use the ring, use it for power, give it to Gondor. To oh, fight. oh, we forgot to mention when Boromir and Frodo had their awkward interaction on on the snowy mountaintop, oh, right. where th- the ring fell, and then Boromir picks it up, and then he's like, "It's funny, such a, a thing so small can." Whatever the fuck he says, so, <laughs> such a small thing. Whatever it is, and then it's not as big as the feet of those statues. <laughs> no. And then, and then Frodo and Aragorn go up to him, and then uh, Aragorn's like, "Give him the ring, bro." And then, and then Boromir's like, "Oh yeah, take it." But it, there is that yeah, yeah. sense of like he's tempted by it. He wants it, and he's trying to reason with him, get the ring to give it to Gondor, use the power. Eventually, scares Frodo to the point where Frodo puts the ring on to become invisible. And then Boromir's chasing after him, trying to find him again, and eventually feels shame for what he did. Yeah, he starts weeping. And while he's like, What have I done? And while Frodo's on the run invisible and he does he fall. He goes on top of that ruined structure to hide out. And then the eye of Sauron shoots at him. Like really it gets larger and larger. And then it's basically like the Mordor zooms in into him. It scares him, and then he falls back. And he lets go of the ring. And then Aragorn, That's when he falls onto the then ground. Then Aragorn finds him, and he's afraid that Aragorn's going to take the ring from him as well. And then Aragorn closes the ring on his own hands and says, on Frodo's hand, I would have yeah. taken it. I would have gone with you to the end. Yeah. So he's a good guy. Really good guy. He's a good guy. That jawline. Yeah. <laughs> you always... You did that last time. Jawline. Yeah. Jawline. You can't man. help it. Vigo's very handsome. Let's, <laughs> we, all, we all know it. We all know. But then this is where... The horn of Gondor. I'm, well, no, Boromir lets out the horn. Yeah, Lor- Boromir blows the horn because he sees uh, invading Urukai approaching. No, we, we Aragorn miss- sees the sword. That's it. That's the it. sword yeah, starts glowing. glowing. Frodo, run, run. Oh yeah, run. And then it's Aragorn gets surrounded by like two hundred Urukai. Takes the sword out. He's like, "Let's fucking go, bitches." He's like, "All right, you ready?" Then he, oh yeah, my it's god, it's like him against the ten of them. That's right. No, it's more than ten. It's like a, it's literally like a hundred. It's not in the extended. Edition. It's not a hundred. <laughs> All right, it's fifty. Not even. No, no, it's a ton. It's a ton. Quite a few. It's a ton. Starts battling, leads them up to the ruins, and jumps down, yeah. takes them all out. Yeah. And then also, we cut to the the campsite's being being invaded now. So everybody is fighting or battling or running away. And then Merry and Pippin are on the run. They're trying to find Frodo as well. And that's when they stumble upon Boromir, right? Boromir, <clears throat> yes. He, Boromir lets out the horn of Gondor yeah. too. He's been blowing it real hard. <laughs> 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 and Boromir news team assemble, assemble! then he hey, hey we've been right here the whole time he starts to fight the orcs and orcai as well and defending the the hobbits and saves their lives basically exactly yeah until the one with the the white palm print on his face comes and is like ready to go he just shoots him with the arrows the huge gigantic arrows yeah and Boromir helps the hobbits. Doesn't then, know the hobbits don't get away. And then Legolas and Gimli, and they've been fighting too the whole time. So it's just they just got swarmed. So, um, and then Boromir gets shot with the arrow a few times, falls to his knees, and then most of the orcs capture Merry and, Merry Pippin. and Pippin, thinking they are the halflings that they were told to capture. So they're the entire forces of Urukai orcs are are bouncing. But then handprint guy goes up to Boromir to finish the deal with a point blank range arrow to the head and just as he's about to loose the arrow Aragorn shows up bashes it away and they have an excellent fight he tackles him he like pushes him away yeah and then um Aragorn chops his head off clean off face is great did you know <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the did you know like what? 
uh, you know the memes of Lord of the Rings are like whenever oh when he throws the the, the knife yeah, was the real knife. Yeah. it's like it's like the, when he hits yeah when he, he breaks his ba- foot yeah so when his toe so when a, a knife got thrown at uh, Viggo Mortensen he bashed it away with the sword and it was a real knife that wasn't supposed to get thrown at him it's one of those great memes it's like you're watching you're watching Lord of the Rings for the first time with your girlfriend and you're like Duh, do I say it do I say it do I did say you see it? the hey did you actually know <laughs> did you see the the video that guy made. No. So he's uh is it starts with uh, him and his girlfriend on the couch watching Lord of the Rings and it says the first time you watch Lord of the Rings with your girl Lord of the Rings uh the two towers with your girlfriend and it's the shot of uh the the trio at the the ruin the the dead bodies of the Urukai and then Vigo's very really upset and he kicks the helmet and then it keeps cutting from the movie to the boyfriend and each time it gets closer and he's like shaking and turning red <laughs> and he's like trying to hold back and then he just screams at her did you know that Viggo Morrison broke his foot when he kicked that helmet <laughs> and the girlfriend's like what the fuck <laughs> funny stuff it's great internet man so Mary Pippa been taken away and Aragorn is fighting Aragorn sits with uh, Boromir as he dies, and okay, then Boromir right. calls him my king. My king, and then Frodo, as he sees how he is such a danger to his friends, decides to get on a boat by himself and go alone. Towards- because also, I'm sorry, Galadriel told him only you can do this. Basically, she said you're the only person who can bring this to Mordor, and so that's also his motivation. He doesn't want to endanger anybody else, but also he's he's understood that it has to just be him. And then Samwise is like, you're not going without me. And even though Sam doesn't know how to swim, he starts to try to swim after the boat, to which we get the first rescue of the pair of them where Frodo reaches his arm down and grabs Samwise up out of the water and pulls him into the boat. Great moment. great Because we have a similar it. interaction in the second film. Yeah, and so then, then they uh, row away. Uh, and then we go back to the trio. So the, now the trio has formed in terms of Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli. And then they decide... You know, we lost this battle, the hobbits are gone, but we can still find our friends. And so Aragorn convinces them to continue fighting. And they, they, I think Aragorn also understands that we have to let Frodo go. Yeah, exactly. We have to let him go, do his thing. And then he, they decide we need to go save Merry and Pippin. And so they begin their journey of chasing after the Urukai's, um force. And then the movie ends. Then it, Yeah, then it, because... Um, <clears throat> What exactly is the final shot? Is it the so the okay? River? I believe Sam and Frodo on foot on the mount on a hillside, a rocky hillside, and they can and they they say this because they've been yeah. separated, and then they're worried. But then Frodo's like, "I'm glad you're here with I have you here with me," and then they hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> then it's the first time they kiss <laughs> outside of Target. <laughs> no, but Frodo Frodo begins walking, and then the camera goes to Sam, and then he starts walking too, and then Peter Jackson finishes on a shot of the landscape with mortar in the very far distance in the background. That's and it. And then it cuts to black. That's your trailer. Fade to black. <laughs> trailer. <laughs> That's it. That's the end. Wow, I think yeah, we did it, man. Ending. Holy crap. It was a, it was a high five in the air. <laughs> it was all over the place. Did we, we are we leaving anything out? Did we <laughs> did we miss anything really important? Very important? I don't think so. I think we did a pretty good job. We got a little It was a little, tough. A little jumbled that up was, in the that first was harder act. Than the first act was harder. Yeah. The first act is the hardest cuz there's a lot going on and man I think we did a pretty good job. I'm, I can't think of anything major that we missed. Um, in terms of Saruman, that's basically the end of his story this time. With, yeah, because uh, it just overseeing... keeps cutting to him at Isengard. Because Isengard's still being destroyed and scavenged for materials. 
So that's going to be happening until the Two Towers. So his he doesn't finish building Isgar until the first half of, of Two Towers. So he's still doing that stuff. So yeah, I can't think of... If anything, we maybe missed some stuff at Rivendell. Maybe some scenes with Elrond. Uh, is there a scene with Elrond and Arwen in Rivendell that we missed? I'm trying to think. Maybe not until Two Towers. Listen, Two Towers when she sees the vision of her son and goes back to him. I but also the scene, and then the scenes where he's like convincing her, like you should do this, like you don't want to become mortal. That's um, in Two Towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, or is that in? Ret- but no, it's because it's before. Yeah, because she's she, yeah, she convinced she convinces him to rebuild the, to reforge the sword, and that's in return. She turns down the immortality, then she starts to get sick. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So in this film, that doesn't happen. All right, I yeah. think we nailed it, dude. I wouldn't say we nailed it. Well, I guess so, yeah. We, we did, did a pretty good job. It took a few hammer hits, but we got it in there. We few... got that nail in there. <laughs> a few hammer hits. Yeah, I mean, we did that in less than two hours. I thought it was uh, I thought it was better than Interstellar. It was more fun, It was I think. funnier. It was harder. Definitely harder. It was harder. But I think it's better when it's harder, because it's, it's, it, I think if we do an easy plot, easy movie, it could be kind of just, like, stagnant and boring a little bit. But, like, with this, we were, like, we were struggling at times. I don't know. I think we're just both some entertaining guys <laughs> that we could still pull it off. Yeah, we are very... You're a pretty funny guy, man. You're, I think we're very personable. You're, you're, I've heard that people like you. <laughs> really? Off camera, you're telling me that people hate me. I didn't say that. You said people don't think I'm funny. <laughs> it was really mean, guys. He, well, it was he berated me. He, hold on, I didn't say that out of nowhere. You you started it. This was before you that. You gave me shit. This is before that. You gave me shit, so I gave it back. What did I say you, to you? You said something really mean. What did I say? I can't remember. It was a, it was a joke. I just don't take it personally, so I don't even remember. <laughs> take it personally, but so that he tells me that my friends don't think I'm funny. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to sleep at night after that. <laughs> Probably not. No, I'm, I'm. Hey, I made that up, man. Hey, man. I'm but sorry. it was not. It was not out of nowhere. You said something to me first, and then I was, then I just went back. I don't even remember what I said. Yeah, well, because it wasn't hey, that man, good. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Too. I'm glad we could get over this. <laughs> I think you're a really personable, funny guy too. Thanks, man. Do you have like a? Do you have an appointment at Target parking lot anytime soon? <laughs> I think we gotta get to that. You want who brought it up? So maybe it's something that you're trying to hide. <laughs> How would you even know that's where to go? <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, Lord of the Rings, New Zealand, eh? New Zealand, eh? You should get a kebab. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into our movies from memory episode on the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. We hope you are going to see the Return of the King extended edition in theaters, just like us in April this month. Yeah, April now. April, yeah. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. Become a patron today at Patreon.com. Slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. It is the very best way to support the show. Every patron gets access to a weekly bonus episode as well as our weekly chat, which is now exclusively moved to patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. We have five different tiers of patronage set up. We have a $2 tier, a $5 tier, $10 tier, $25 tier, and $100 tier. That $10 tier gets you access to our Discord. It's an amazing film community. We have watch parties on there a couple times a month. Chatting with everybody, sending memes, lots of funny and, and incredible threads of this community that we've built of film fans and lovers of the show, as well as the $25 tier Godfather patronage gets you a custom episode. You pick a topic and we do it for you. We just did SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie, and The Fugitive for yeah. reviews. And then our top tier patron is the chosen one for $100. You get tons of extra perks in addition to those, as well as free merch. You get an 
executive producer shout out at the end of every episode, as well as a private watch party. And after three months in that tier, you get to come on the show for a fun guest segment, bring you in for the intermission, chat about the movie for a little bit. It's always a lot of fun. So thank you so much to our patrons. You're the reason why we could keep this show going. We keep the lights on. You help me, I think, get his Trader Joe's every week. I'm going today. <laughs> so thank you so Wait, much. No, I went yesterday. Well, yeah. Well, it's you great. went yesterday because of Patreon. <laughs> it was. It was, actually. Thank you all so much for tuning in and for your support around the world. Take care. This episode was executive produced by our chosen one patrons, Cody Moen, Andrew Hagen, Becca Keen, Benjamin Cook, Calvin Murphy Griggs, Nicholas Martin, Darian Singleton, Tyler McFly, Andrew Hagen. Our chosen one patrons are our biggest supporters. Thank you so much. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a mirror image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.